0: Hi right, guys, welcome to the podcast, and I'm kind of excited about this one because it's an album. As we hear it, we no, none of us have got a ch- had a chance to kind of listen and and form a deep opinion. This is all first listen stuff. So everybody. Uh, so this week we have myself, uh, Andy, Hiya. Paddy, Hey, and Leah. Thank you for returning
1: we're back exactly you missed
0: you on the batman
2: <laughs> yeah yeah we should have had you on batman Lear because then we could have talked for nine hours instead of seven
3: <laughs> i know saves on the editing time though yeah.
2: oh my god
4: <laughs> let's just keep the momentum going there's plenty okay. to cover
0: <laughs> okay so i'm kind of interested do you want to start track by track or do you want to start uh by uh your thoughts as it was coming out, like what did you think when this was announced like welcome to america was the album that was going to be released great place
4: to start Shopes. that's that's a good call yeah um uh it first time we knew we were going to get a, an album that was a properly sequenced album um uh, as 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 close to as we knew intention intended to be released and put in in front of people and i think that's um Funnily enough, a lot of the, I think a lot of the hyperbole about The Vault and Posthumous releases has, has kind of um, concentrated in on that a little bit sometimes. Granted, we've, we've had remasters and expanded editions and songs for the people and so on and so forth. Um, but this is, sort of feels a little bit like, like the real deal. Um, it, it throws up uh, many things that we can, we can talk about around, um, you know, is it the right thing to do? Is it not the right thing to do? If he didn't intend something to go out, should it have gone? Uh, that kind of thing, um, which is is fascinating, and everybody has their own views. Um, but I I will be perfectly honest. I was, I think, more so after I'd heard the uh, "Welcome to America" as a as it were a single first. I was a little bit. Ugh, I'm not, you know. Do I want to hear this? Is this going to prove out? Some people's view that oh it's not you know not finished you know is it is it sort of some ideas of like worthiness, um all that kind of thing and quality. I'm delighted to say that whilst this album isn't naturally my cup of tea necessarily stylistically from end to end, I've really really warmed to it as a piece. There's bits of it I'm not as keen on. Some of it's stronger than others, but I do feel it's a coherent piece of work it's a decent theme it's it's yeah, i don't think we've had an an album like it before and i do i think we've had the odd tune which would fit into this album uh but i i i, I really quite i've really warmed to it i've really warmed to it i uh, i went out with my bass player last night and and we were talking about it quite a lot and it, he he was Oh, dude this this is the first one for a while that's re- that I've is really really my cup of tea. I'm like ah, that'll be talent to some degree. But anyway, over to you guys, X please.
0: I kind of can I can I just like quickly go, jump in on that last point. I think because and this is this will play out in a lot of the kind of discussions we're gonna have. I think the reason your bass player might be into this album, it's because it's one of those things where it's stripped back enough where you can hear the bass. And like just like the guitar as a bass guitar as a prominent feature so but I'll give over to Leah so what did you think when this was announced?
3: I had a financial meltdown when this was launched I've never had so much cash coming out of my bank in one go honestly (laughs) completely overexcited I was at work having a complete meltdown like trying to go outside the classroom to pre-order Um, I literally ordered everything in one go. No consideration for cost, no consideration for import fees, nothing. Um, (laughs) So much so that I'm still waiting for deluxe because I just went straight for the estate. Um, So (laughs) all I have is, as you can see behind me, I know everyone's listening to this and not seeing this, but I have my HMV clear vinyl. That's all I have so far. Um, And obviously streamed it on Spotify and things. I'm waiting for everything else. Um, but for, for me, I was just so excited for the first time in a very long time. I had that new album excitement that we all had when he was alive, that new album of what, what is it? Because it was a package that as far as I'm aware was pretty much as he intended. It wasn't, you know, we've got the few bits added by the estate, um, like the tickets and all that stuff on Deluxe, but as a package, it felt like something that he had put together and as it would have been, should it have been released. So I was unbelievably excited, um, I kind of like Paddy heard Welcome to America when they released that and had a bit of a dip in excitement. I hesitated a little bit, but I listened. I was kind of like, I don't want to dislike this album. I don't. I want to stay on this kind of positive train. <laughs> so I listened to it again and again, and it really has warm, warmed on me. And since listening to the album, I'm not like positive through and through. There are one or two I'm a little bit like, "Mm," not keen on, but I have to say it has lived up to the expectations of it feeling cohesive and it feels like it's been really well put together. It feels like something he would have released to me. It feels very much so packaged and ready for release. So uh, yeah, there's a couple of gems, but I am still in that warming process, I think, of kind of get understanding the album and those little riffs that you don't really acknowledge the first time you hear it, but then like an hour later that riff is going round your head again and again. I'm kind of at that stage, so but I'm loving it. What about you, Andy? How are you been with it?
2: Well, I was pretty excited to hear we were having a quote marks a new Prince album, in, and it's just for the same reasons as everyone else, like an absolute an actual uh you know pretty much finished sequence project that's exciting and there aren't that many artists who you can just sort of go back you know once they're gone you can just go oh they left this album lying around and this album and this project of course we you know i we don't even need to talk about that at length, we all know that about prints but it's amazing when the estate do just go back and just go oh we just here's something just something coherent and I, i was really excited um i haven't spent one red cent on it yet and i may never that's another i, I don't think it's I, I, I don't like the uh i don't like rinsing the fans for the amount they're rinsing it for for what we're getting i know it's all really nice and there's tickets and there's set lists i know you love the set list to chopin and i um and i each that's great but i i i've just, just from looking around on forums and Facebook and stuff, I see a lot of diehard fans for the first time saying they may hold back on this release. So when you're yeah. offering fans really great, shiny stuff like this, and they're not biting, maybe have a rethink, maybe, you know, I don't, I don't like that, that 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 set should have come in at half price over here. And then maybe I'd have thought about it. So anyway, that that's, a, I'm not gonna dwell on that too much. Um, i i
0: I think you made an interesting point and that actually in other countries it was a lot cheaper like it's it's like 70 the the same package was 70 bucks in america and 70 bucks is is cool for that but 140 pounds is it's 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 almost you know like it's getting on for 300 bucks
2: it's getting silly and like you know, when you look at the sign of the times, super deluxe down to just about fifty quid above it now on Amazon. Well, fifty quid about uh, onto the start release price of this. I've gone boring. I don't want to talk about this stuff. I want to talk about the music. But um, okay. but but um, but I, I but legit. I, w- but I, but I do. I do think it's interesting that this was the limit for a lot of fans. They were just like, this has got to, you know, this has got to get m- more sensible in future. So I was excited for the album. I have listened to it probably five or six times, one way or another. Now, I have thoughts. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, Do uh, you want to talk about how you felt about it coming out of shop, or should we just go straight into oh, slicing and dicing? Yeah, I mean, when I.
0: I mean, initially when I heard that it was coming out, my first thought was, oh my God, finally something that isn't from the eighties. <laughs> I mean, like, and I don't mean that and and I don't mean that in that kind of thing. I was so happy with the sign of the times. I was so happy with the nineteen ninety-nine. And I was really happy with the purple rain as well. But it was just like that kind of um you know, if we if we just mine the same three years, there's not it's going to be much less variety in the posthumous releases.
4: Even, even as a even as an '80s guy, I I thoroughly agree with you, and yeah. I think in a way, just just mixing into it all, I think because it's new product, I think that's one of the reasons why yeah. diehard fans, for other reasons, are being careful about what they buy, because it, it, it's okay to put sign of the times remastered live gig video and audio and x amount of vault discs of stuff most of which you know is good anyway and you want to hear a pristine yeah. copy yeah people people bootleg like should...
0: like for years as well yeah yeah it's yeah, like, yeah, it's like going yeah. to
4: see a tribute band you know what you're getting so you're more likely to go see it this this is there is a risk and when it's those inflated prices i think andy's right people people have you know, because I blame well, you, Chopin, because your box opening was so good <laughs> that they made me buy it, because I had no intention. And I looked and I thought, yeah, I, no, I can't. It, but anyway, it, I, oh, sorry, please continue.
2: I'm to I, I, <laughs> uh, I, 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 I get No, no, I was i said i wouldn't talk about all that stuff and now i really want to (laughs) but it's
0: it's an important part of how you how enthusiastic you become i mean it it, it is it is i
2: I think they need to i think they the estate and who else all the labels and stuff they need to be really careful about the balancing acts that prince fans Mm. hold in their mind for this stuff for instance i will buy vinyl from from a certain period of Prince's career and I was but I I won't collect vinyl that much post the mid-90s say right but in this case I was initially excited my first thought was I'm going to buy this because it's a new album and I'd like to buy a new Prince album on vinyl and then the prices just made me resent the whole thing and so I and like the fact that I can't get blu-ray unless I pay you know, for the whole goddamn thing. I, I, it's like, I agree so, with so, you on so that, that they, one. They, totally they've, right. tipped, they've, tipped the ba- they've tipped the balance to, to make something that should have been joyous into a slightly resentful experience for me, where I'm going, yeah, you know, it... it yeah, what can I, I say? I actually it? think
0: the one, the one thing that they could have done that would have mitigated all of this, because if you want the box deluxe box set, those people are going to pay. I know I speak from... But,
2: but, you know, but they're not now. A lot of them aren't now. The...
0: I think there's there's still enough for there's them to make their money of that but, but here's the thing: the thing that they could have done that made the whole thing more palatable and people and mm. made people go, Oh yeah, well if those people will pay for that is if they included the Blu-ray in the C D release, like they did in Japan. Right. Because if that was just the same the whole world over, nobody would think that I'm being forced to pay this much to get that. Because they if they wanted to see the Blu-ray you know, they could watch the blue. You I, know, they, they I think I
2: think all, all these big legacy artists, the the level the market level is found after some time because, like, I'm a massive Dylan fan as well. And a few years ago, uh, I mean, Dylan's still alive, but they released giant box sets of his stuff. There's one release where they it's literally every note he recorded in the studio in, like, 1966 or something. It's yeah. like, you know, 20, 20 CDs or something. And th- there was a time when all of those releases... Was starting to isolate Dylan fans, and then over time, I feel like they, 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 you know, they get that. They enough people might buy at Chopin, but enough yeah. people may not as well. So, so they start to, they yeah, start to sense absolutely. the market a bit and start make, being absolutely. a bit more sensible in the future. Especially as a lot of people... I think what a lot of people
0: are looking at, like, these release schedules and stuff, that these rumoured release schedules, at least, where they're thinking, well, um, okay, <laughs> it's great, and it, and if Welcome to America is the only thing they do this year, I'm glad to spend that much. But it's unlikely there's probably going to be a... The rumour is Diamonds and Pearls Deluxe Edition. Right, of, right. Christmas. And, like, so that's another, you know what 10, 13 discs set that yeah, they're gonna yeah. buy in six months' time. So that I think that affects how much. I mean, if if Welcome uh, to America was the only thing they released this year, uh-huh, I think some people would even then would go would a, a few more people would go that, but then actually they've got a the factor in, well, there's a super deluxe and what do I want more? Welcome to America, super welcome to America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super deluxe. You know, it's, it
2: still stings me when it's essentially it's a it's 150 quid for an album and a blue and a blu-ray isn't it really i know oh, yeah. it's nice i know it's lovely but no, like but like i didn't
0: you, i didn't pay that much i i'm glad to hear it I I, I I don't think many people did because actually here's the thing here's the th- how it works yeah that that 150 quid was the initial uh um, amazon price but oh not just Amazon there was a few HMV mine I, I got through HMV some people got through Amazon you know if you pre-ordered the thing is if enough pe- if people don't enough people don't buy it at that yeah, price, yeah. it comes down and by the time you come out you end up paying well I, I ended up paying I think hmm, uh, like 105 or something uh, like uh, that uh, yeah. uh, and and it which is hell expensive
2: and it should tell the people with the spreadsheets that if they priced a bit lower they'd probably get more sales
0: but i think i think it has i think this is exactly i there think next go. time you won't find it for the same i don't think they'll try and release the same kind of box set for the same price i think like, I, have a
4: feeling, I have a feeling they will they will learn by inches i think it yeah. will yeah yeah it will be a median achieved ultimately I, I, otherwise I, it'll go bust yeah uh, but I think it'll be fine.
2: There's a there's a there's a fine line between you know celebrating someone's legacy and marring it. <laughs> so like uh, I, this has I'm not saying this is marred, but it, it stretches the patience of people who want something different out of Prince than what they want to try and get out of that of us. Sometimes. Well, I mean,
0: I ca- I can't say that I'm not part of why this was priced at this price because I've constantly been saying, you know, I think they've just me a money.
2: I think they've just got a framed and garlanded photo of you on their wall in the <laughs> office's shop. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but like, but likewise, you know, like circumstances change, and uh, maybe you know, in an, another time or in, you know, for another release, I won't be in the position to do that.
2: So well, you know, we're all adults. Times a- change. And it's all good. You? No one has to buy anything, but they... they no, this but, is but, my attitude towards it as well. But, but um, you know, it'll find the level, as Paddy says, and maybe by inches. Um, shall we actually do the music? Because that's much more fun.
0: Uh, yes,
2: yes. So, uh, um.
0: I'll do track one, "Welcome to America," because I, I, like I said, like everybody else said, what they th- thought when they first heard it. Well, I think I'm in the minority that when I got more excited when I heard this as the opening track. I had heard, uh, like an audience recording of, kind of the arrangement of the song, uh, this arrangement of the song that they did with the lights down in Los Angeles, um, and. I I was I was excited for this song to be released for years. Um, so when it came out, I I was expect I was expecting that kind of sound from it. I was expecting that kind of low end, you know, that low end bass kind of Jill Scott Heron, you know, kind of approach, you know, like the War Part Two. And and I love and I'm again I'm in one of those minorities where I actually thought the War was a great track. I loved listening to the War. Um. Lyrics aside, I thought musically it was Um, so. Welcome to America, the the first track, I loved from the get go, and I still do it. It's not one that's it's not worn out. It's welcome. I mean, I don't think it will because I kind of I knew what to expect from the track.
2: I so I haven't told you what I think yet. So I'm gonna. I think it's all right. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I I, like I um that doesn't surprise anyone here, does it? I um. To me, this sets a theme for the album, apart from the so-called social commentary, which I find to be quite tired and not that inspired most of the time. Although I like the, way, I like the way it runs through the album. It's very cohesive in a quite uncharacteristic Prince way. He more or less sticks to the subject, but I don't think he's got that much of interest to say. A lot of it is very platitudinous. It gets about as sharp as you would, as it does get on. Welcome to America. It's a bit more focused than some of the others, but it's still, to me, uh, the other theme it sets. The other theme it sets is a lot of looking back to the past. This sounds very much to me like a kind of easy, easy listening version of Revolution will not be televised, mixed with Make My Funk the P Funk, and so it's instantly in debt to Gil Scott Heron and George Clinton Parliament Funkadelic for me. And I don't find that it's got much to offer beyond that. And that's going to be a recurring criticism of the album as we go on with some bright spots for me.
3: I think the thing for me with that track, because I do like it as a track, it is one that's grown on me. I think because it was released, you know, as the single, it was like the first thing we hear off the album it's meant to be the thing that you listen to and makes you want to go I'm buying that album and I was expecting like it's you meant to be your hit you're one and I heard it and was like is that the best we're getting from the album is that it so th- that's why I had that dip and once I heard the album as a whole I was like okay there are other standout tracks for me on this album and tracks that I think are better than Welcome to America I think for me it just wasn't the one that should have been released i know it's the title track yeah, but yeah. it just didn't give me it didn't make me want to go and buy the album if i was well, on Naren.
2: If that uh, let me let me be a git for a moment and say that if you're listening to the radio and you hear the scream at the start of alphabet street or get off or you hear the funk lick of kiss you stop everything right
3: yeah, yeah.
2: and that's what a title track from prince did in the heyday or a lead single and we, we all know that so yeah I, it's unfair but it does fit nicely in establishing the album, it works more in context, but I don't find everything set to five on that for me. What stands out? It...
3: It's a great opener. It opens the album beautifully. It sets the scene, you know, you get the vibe of what's to come. I just don't think it should have been the single.
4: Mm-mm-mm. You know, it's funny. I, I'm pretty much with Andy on this, as alluded to earlier. And um, I'm not. Uh, yeah, it, it, as the first one that came out, I don't think it was an inspired choice. I think Born to Die would have been a much better choice, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. But I, 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 and the other thing is, as well, it, I'm not saying that, that the themes and the messages aren't clear when they do arise through the album, but I think this track is a little bit overly blunt and generic. So you, you just, I don't know, it, it,
2: it, it's, it it's feels a, it, a bit
4: sloppy. Prince, Prince is at his best when he's doing, so a social comment, and it's kind of in through the side window with a slightly sly approach, well, or or like, a what, approach. like the cross. Well, yeah, or,
2: or let's be really unfair and compare it to "Sign of the Times" the single, which oh, is hey, really
4: yeah. I mean,
2: I mean, I mean, just because, just no, just on social commentary. Yeah, go for now, it, yeah. Uh, And it's completely unfair because this is uh, th- this is a bunch of well-worn-out, well-reheated prints kind of grievances or sort of or sort of observations on social stuff in Welcome to America compare it to Sign of the Times and you've got like Hurricane Annie ripped the ceiling off a church and killed everybody inside and there's just no comparison it's just back in the back in that day at that time he would just hit you in the gut with it well it I think just-
0: the, uh, the tick uh big disease with a little name was you know like again yeah
2: yeah, any any line from sign of the times essentially it's just it's straight to the gut isn't it i mean you're right this Uh, is the uh, thing
0: I i like because even stylistically i would never compare this to say sign of the times i mean i mean the one that springs to mind that is a fair comparison is something like the war and i i find this although You know the musical moments in the war. There's you know those peaks and there's more peaks and valleys. But I prefer the lyrics to this to the war.
4: I think you've got to remember as well. He's a different. You know he's a he's a different person. He's a guy. He's a a guy. Um, a a man of color in his fifties who is is standing up and saying something. So he has a platform to do it. That I respect completely. And and there's part of me, you know, the sort of trying to think how to articulate it. The sort of white, white guilt. Bit he's, he, he and people have had things to to think it, about and worry about that I, that I can appreciate um, from a intellectual level, but I can't, I can't say have hit me in the same way. It, and because, and I think, I think he sort of it, it felt like he was a, he was sadder and angrier when he. That's what I feel is channeled through that song. Um, in a way so it's not oh so I can't but, this is where the comparisons to sign I struggle with because I think sign was a different thing yeah. from a younger guy looking at the world very different you're,
2: you're you're absolutely right but whatever but whenever you're looking at the world and you're making an artistic comment with it, it the, the question is how far do you get it over how far do you communicate that and how do you do it you might do it in a different way all i'm saying is i'm older now i'm 47 when when sign of the times was out i was 14 or 13 i forget but um so and uh, so so but, but but prince's prince's later social comments don't hit me even as i've matured hopefully i've matured in life and so so you know I, as a test subject the, uh, uh, where, where, whereas for example you know you, uh, you i can think of other artists who are who are, who are older and matured and found different ways to express their social comment or whatever and it, and it it hooks me i just don't prince through so much of this stuff at the wall in uh you know in his later career maybe starting at places like the Warshop, and i agree yeah that um i've been listening to a lot of john lennon in the last week as it goes i mean just getting into his solo catalogue a bit more and you know the uh, and what one of the things about this Prince album is that it may uh, what I really do like about it is it gives us more information about Prince and where he was at and a bigger snap uh, more snapshots to yeah um, triangulate against other snapshots of Prince and you know Prince and Lennon have a lot in common in many ways. And they, they're they very um, conflicted and divisive characters, even with the divided characters. Mm. And they both had big, big, big sort of needs to um, stand on a soapbox and tell the world what it needed. And that's great, don't get me wrong. Um, Lennon, but, but just thinking about how, um, you know, the weaker Lenin sloganeering, like, for instance, power to the people. I'm just like, yeah, yeah. It kind of doesn't mean much. It just sounds like stuff. The weaker moments of Lenin like that sound like the weaker moments of Prince to me, where it's all kind of poster sloganeering. It's,
0: I think another track that it's kind of uh, I can compare it to is, say, Slaughterhouse. Uh, Not sonically, but, you know, thematically, and uh, the same kind of uh, I guess we'll say the the, the prince's later era um, social commentary stuff is. I think it's for me, it's it's conflicted by the fact that it's trying to have this kind of w- the world needs to change while clinging to very you know like old religions and 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 very oh. old, uh, very conservative old ideas of God and and you know. Mentioning things like the theocratic order where, you know, man, woman, you know, God, man, woman, child. And it's just like, again, of course, with anything Prince does, it's conflicted. But like, I find that a lot of the social commentary I would fly and feel a lot more kind of liberated by if there wasn't just that little bit of, you know, religious conservative uh, conservatism just yeah yeah like this album weirdly enough this album a lot less which i actually think is one of the reasons it didn't get released actually is that it was kind of there's a lot of criticizing of you know uh you know watch out for the sinister minister and stuff like that so (laughs) i think i wonder if he made this you know like in a kind of like in of his conflicted moments and and that's why
2: Doing a tiny bit of reading on this, didn't it take, it wasn't this album basically conceived and put together in about a week and a half. That's not a criticism. That's Prince doing his work. It was quite fast. And have I got my timeline right? Is it around, it's around the 2010 album recordings as well?
0: I think it, yeah, it's, it's just after 2010. I think 2010's
2: finished and then this. this Okay. See, I don't like 2010 at all, at all. It's one of my it's one of my least favorite Prince albums. It just doesn't go anywhere for me sonically. I really dislike it. However, putting it next to Welcome to America, this is what I mean about getting more snapshots to triangulate from, because one of the weaknesses that Prince has acknowledged had acknowledged himself at times was that you know, with why should I do that when I can do this? And he said in interviews that he sometimes didn't know what to do Could he could do everything. And if you can sit down and basically record 2010 and then record Welcome to America, who are you? So it's like, you know, you know and what do you want to say? So this is him trying out stuff. He can do all of it, right? But it's mm. just what does he want to give to the world? And I find it fascinating to put them together. This actually makes me want to go and listen to 2010 for the first time in years again, just to see... Why he, you know, if you could, if you can wake up one morning and say, I'm going to make an album called 2010 and it's going to basically be sort of synthetic and romantic and, so, uh, and sort of not really about anything and a bit dreamy and then wake up the next week and say, I'm going to make a social commentary album. That to me is interesting, but it doesn't necessarily uh, it, it shows me Prince's problems as an artist. More than his his strength is his weakness sometimes, which yeah, is that, why which is yeah. why
0: I think no matter how good or bad the stuff that comes out is, it's still worth releasing.
2: And I agree fully. I just want and to hear more even and more if you information.
0: Don't like it, it tells you something about Prince. It, it, like it, you say, you you're getting that from it. I'm getting that there's sonic overlap between this and 2010. I don't think I like. I'd say
2: very little. I'd say the only sonic overlap I could really hear was the synth lines on Yes. Yeah, that's the one of the things I was. <laughs>
0: Uh, that's the immediate thing that springs to mind.
2: Those big ravey lines. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> are we going to get into this again? <laughs> oh, I, I don't think we're
0: that far away from it. <laughs> I don't think we're that far. On a
4: slightly um, more on a slightly more breezy note, latched onto something Andy said. The thought that he got two musicians like Tal and Chris Coleman, and and, and did it. will say did the album in a week, a week and a half, or fortnight. It's like, oh my goodness, how many? other uh, NDA-signed artists are there out there who spent a fortnight at Paisley Park? <laughs> who record- I mean, you always have Dave Grohl saying, well, he turned up, we jammed, my God, he's a good bass player. I never saw him again. It's <laughs> kind of like... Uh, sorry, that won't translate on a, on a podcast. For, for, yeah. let, the
2: re- let the record show that Paddy bang- tapped, his tapped his nose in a meaningful way to say he thinks <laughs> there might be Dave Grohl stuff out there.
4: Yeah, but you know... I- probably not but you know what i'm saying um, i mean there's, i love the idea love the, you idea. know
0: there's rumors of rainbow children too there's there's sessions apparently uh um fascination the kick drum for that is from like the our, um <laughs> from fascination uh was from a that was from a jam session so there was that was a you know like basically that could have yeah, been an yeah. album if they produced those kind of jams I'm,
2: and it's like there's tons of that kind of stuff I mean yeah I mean we, we, there's so much stuff we, we, we'll we find out to some extent won't we, um, shall we actually go track by track now that we've dealt with number one then, Yeah, because that worked a I bit was, last time,
0: and I was kind of worried that our Paddy was going to do one of his links and go on a on lighter note, <laughs> son of a
2: slave <laughs> yeah go. <no. laughs>
0: but this is okay so next track son of a slave master the running game
2: yeah can i I, well go on i've spoken for a bit someone all right i'll go over it this is actually my favorite track on the album i really like this one This, this is uh this is actually this is a keeper for me um one of the reasons is that he's actually talking about something that we've heard him talk a lot about before. It's, it's suddenly he's decided that, hey, hang on, I'm not finished with all the slave and record ownership stuff. Seven years after the fact, I want to pick up that thread again. It's, you know, he it never felt like, was.
3: It feels <laughs> like he's stopped and gone, and another thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Hey, wait, hold on. How many
2: bees have I got in my bonnet? Here's a good one. And, um, but, but actually, uh, I really, uh, this is, I, I can hear him singing about something that he relates to. And feeling it in this one, I like that he gives the vocals over and only sits in on it here and there. It's very relaxed. It's very in the pocket. Really, really, this is one of the few songs on the album that's got uh, on the album that's got a big hook for me. And it's just that very simple four-note um, four-note keyboard line in the chorus. wow, wow, I really like this one. It's tight. Leah.
3: Oh, I was kind of hoping you wouldn't come to me on this one. Um...
2: We're going to come to you on all of
0: them, <laughs> good or bad.
3: Do you know what? I, I, with this one, I feel like I can't give that much input because, oh god, I can't believe I'm about to say. It. Pretty much every time I've listened to the album, I've skipped.
2: You're allowed that. There's, you're skipping yeah. for a reason, so that's yeah.
3: fair. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is. I get, I really try with it. I get like a minute into it and I'm just like, no, I'm ready to listen to something else now. And I press that skip button and I, I haven't quite figured out what it is yet. Um, I, I, it it I takes think a in while. Six months
2: time is gonna
0: be your favourite, that's why you're
2: scared. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it it's re- it's really nicely arranged, it's really well thought out. I really like how Prince just dips in and out of uh letting um who is it, Shelby and who else on
0: Live and Alyssa.
2: There you go, letting those three really do their nice. thing. Um, obviously, all programmed by Prince to do their thing. But yeah. um, but I I really really like the arrangement. There's loads of little bits in it. It's all held together by that chorus. I, I love it. Really, actually. Weirdly enough, I,
0: I when I listened to it the first time, I was kind of all I was I was kind of thinking of do you know Tic Tac Toe from Platinum Collection. Yep. I was that. kind of yeah, I love that song. And to me, that's what it was. I mean, it didn't. It sounded like it was the kind of same vein of songs. You know, like, you know how Prince has uh, branches uh, branches on his song tree, and you know, mm-hmm. like, one plus one plus on the three, yeah, yeah, City are on one branch, and you know, you
2: know, yeah, th- this is Purple very
0: gold are on another branch, and and this is on the same kind of branches, kind of tic tac toe. Um, not entirely, you know, like, it's not a no, no. carbon copy song, but, it, but I it's got...
2: love it. Yes, it's got that. I love uh, it. you, you know what it is, Chopin. It's kind of got that very. It's like a. It's kind of throwaway nursery rhyme print style in a funny way.
0: For me, it's uh, the other way. Other way round, it's kind of like from the claustrophobia of the sound of "Welcome to America," which I love. Uh-huh. Um, it's like somebody opened the window. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, and, you're not, you're, and let the air in. But that's not a million miles away from what I'm saying. It's got it's got that sing song yeah. quality to it. It's this is like tic tac toe, tic tac toe with swing. Yeah. A swung version of it. Paddy doesn't look that convinced.
4: <laughs> I, I I haven't skipped it, but I I find it a little. A, I love I love the organ slash synth line because he plays it in in different um um different sort of sounds and stuff. I, but no, I find it a little bit and linear for me. Um, it's a nice enough groove. Yes, it's a well trodden um sort of a well trodden. Uh, lyrical direction mm-hmm. all that kind of thing um but I, it doesn't it yeah it, it's okay not nothing much it's, more than that for i me.
2: I, th- I think it's a strong base for me i mean i don't a base with an e on it a strong base for a track with like lots yeah. of d de- lots of detail where like prince they sort of say son of a son of a son of a son and then prince sort of goes master and it sort of yeah. it, it, all fit, yeah. it, all, it all fits it's very detailed can
4: i just say though for first listens i do uh, to be clear to anybody listening to this and you guys i i lock in on the music the instrumentation a lot more first of all it, it you cannot not be aware of the fact that there is um a lot of specific intention in a lot of these songs but I don't, I don't sort of go deep or, or focus there first. It's it's more a musical thing with me, which probably brings me on to my favourite song on the track, which is the oh, next Oh, here one we go, and all that okay. kind of thing. Born to Die, I absolutely love this. This has gone into quite high up in a, in, a, in a few of my Prince playlists. Ooh. Um, I, I it, it's just. Again, it's slightly slightly slanted to something that you haven't heard from him for slightly. Mm-hmm. Um I, I love, 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 love the 70s vibe, the sort of black exploitation soundtrack, shuffle in snare. It's got a lovely hook. This is the one for me you should have put out as this as as the first song. Um and I absolutely love it. It 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 really, really I, I could it it's like a <laughs> it, it, it's, it's literally like if you know you, you're camping, there's the campfire, and you're putting your hands to warm, warm your hands on it, and it, it that is sonically it does that for me. I just find it absolutely lovely from beginning to end.
0: There's a lovely yeah. flute, there's a lovely flute motif. Like that you know, you yeah, like it's it, which is lovely, and also this is one of those times where Prince is sometimes at his best when he's proving a point, like with our, um like at a time where people wasn't loving his stuff when he, uh, when he, uh, and like fans were all saying, you know, you're bringing out plastic production and whatever, you know, he comes out with P-Funk, you know, like uh, oh. the song P-Funk and everybody falls about over it. And it's basically Prince proving a point. And this is another one of him, by all accounts, is improving. oh yeah, I can do Curtis Mayfield. So it's, I think Prince is really good. Like, so it
2: taps, oh,
0: oh, no, the,
4: competitive, the competitive
0: edge taps something in him.
2: Uh huh. I I've, can
4: do Curtis Mayfield, but Curtis Mayfield can't do me. Well, yeah,
2: that that's always true. I don't like it when I hear Prince being too pastiche of someone, and I quite like Born to Die, but to me, it's so uh, you know from what um, uh, from from what Mister Hayes was saying as well, it was all based around a kind of discussion about Curtis Mayfield. That's how the track grew out, right? And yeah. to to me, it's like. It, it it it's too much. It, it's like um when similar thing in the eighties when apparently there was a discussion with Wendy and Lisa about Sly Stone and that and he makes make uh make your mama happy, and again to me they're just like a, an incredible talent with an incredible number of resources producing just for me. I'm sorry, a pastiche.
4: Yeah, right. I, 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 I'm yeah, sorry, no, Paddy. I, I, I feel bad. It. Oh God, no, 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 man, dude, it's fine. I I. It does, it does it for me, what more can I say? It, I could see this as a double-A side with Chelsea Rodgers, like the 70s hit. Well, the I don't two, like
2: Chelsea Rodgers Oh, the
4: two, the two different sides, you know, um, 70s disco track with all baseline and then sort of this to, shuffling to, like Curtis Mayfield-esque thing. I, to, I just love it.
2: To be really harsh, I just... Again, the lyrics aren't sharp enough, and when he sort of says that was when she lost her <gasps> virginity, it feels misplaced in this type of song. it, it That's feels the only like,
3: bit I don't like. That's the only okay bit of that song. It's, it's
2: a real loss of class, isn't it, that moment?
3: Yeah, it was the, when that kind of happened, I was like, please don't say the word I think you're about to say. Oh, yeah, you did. Um, but it feels... Apart oh, a bit
0: from a bit that I, it didn't
2: stand out for me like that word.
3: <laughs> I don't know, it just it, princess said far worse words. Like we that, it, that's very tame. It,
2: it, it <inaudible> just doesn't it doesn't work in the rest of that classy arrangement where he suddenly gets all coy and like puts yeah. a paw, puts a pause on it like this is gonna shock
3: everyone. Yeah, yeah yeah it just felt weird to me as well but I actually liked the track for me apart from that moment it actually felt very natural Prince it didn't feel too much like he was trying to prove a point to me it felt like he just sat down jammed and this kind of came out it felt very organic um it's not like my standout track on the album but it's one of the ones that I do definitely like and it's not one that I skip I could re-
2: sorry sorry I, right. sorry um I was just gonna say I could I could I could easily take a minute off the end of it and like it more. I don't think I don't quite know why it has to break down into a bunch of um, sort of chants and stuff. I can't remember what the lyrical motif that's repeated at the end is, but oh, it may just be "Born to Die." I forget. Or no, there's another there, there's another whole kind of round of chants they do on another lyric, and I, m- less is more for me on this one. I, I wish it ended a minute earlier. I this.
0: Is it is it the you know the greatest song on the album or uh, uh, I'm not sure it's the best song on the album but I, I I really like it I really like it and and I and I see more than pastiche in it and and some of his vocal presentations and like are like the you know the way and not to kind of go on and s- sing lines but some of the ways. He holds back, and you know, like the way he, you know, when she's pimping every bottle from New uh, York to L.A. And like, like, there's some beautiful push and pull with his vocals. That, like, the although, yeah, they're maybe pastiche, but there, aren't, there's enough of him in it to stop it being like, kind of, oh, he's just doing Curtis Mayfield. I may not even have, you know, like. If I, you know, I listened to it off the bat, I might have gone. I would if they hadn't like amped Mm. up the story of it. I think I wouldn't have concentrated so much on the comparison.
2: I I think that's fair point. I think um, I'll pull back a couple. I've been a bit harsh. I I like it a little more than I'm letting on, but sometimes I I can't. I can't escape the fact that it sounds more redundant than it should be. Than it should do to me. It doesn't offer. it, It certainly doesn't offer anything new to music. Maybe that's not the point of music sometimes. Well,
4: Mm. perhaps you're not a thousand light years away. (laughs) Oh,
2: Oh, bravo, that man.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's my favourite song on the album. Yay! (laughs) That
2: that makes me really happy for some reason. I think that's just a very sunshiny choice.
3: (laughs) Yeah, it's just, I absolutely love it. It's absolutely no um, secret either. I'm a massive Andy Allo fan and obviously this was used um on with an Andy Allo kind of duet thing in the past so we weren't completely unfamiliar from this track yeah so we went into this kind of already familiar with most of the motif 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 with an f yeah
1: um
3: (laughs) um, but I absolutely love this track for me it's it's joyful it's happy as you just said Andy it's it's really light but Again, it just feels genuine. I think there's so much on this album that feels like him making a point, feels like it's been written in a certain way to convey this, but it just feels really natural to me. It's I love Alyssa Liv um, and Shelby, like their vocals I absolutely adore and I love how much they're used throughout the whole album, um, but they're just used in the perfect way for me on this track. They're not overused. They're not unbelievably high in the mix. He's used them ex. Bertley incredibly (laughs) I can see you kind of nodding along there Chopin yeah I think
0: he's blended in as one of the girls actually his voice like rather than you know like rather than co-leads and stuff you know it's all co-leads rather than you know duets and stuff I think he like you know sometimes they're just backing singers and sometimes they're you know they're a feature but with this like the four all four voices kind of blend blend and also this steps back to that kind of thing of uh, lyrically he makes he makes a socially conscious point in a lot more kind of delicate optimistic it's head. a lot more fun yeah it's fun and it's also more back to the kind of poetic uh, approach as opposed to uh, mass media, you know. Yeah, yeah. If a... Somebody's watching you. This is like we can live underwater because we've never been part of this. Because we've never. Yeah, been. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're covering you covering slavery, the current Black Lives Matter movement, and global warming. Right, in and you'll go going... in one little optimistic. At will survive
2: right and it's got it's got the imaginative playfulness that something like welcome to america doesn't it's like here are the problems and here's the solution we're going to go to an underwater atlantic atlantis utopia because i'm prince and i'm still daffy and that's great i like that and it reminds me uh this reminds me of uh in a good way this time of say some stevie wonder stuff um it reminds me of like saturn by stevie wonder just in being a it's a fantasia yes it's a, it, 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 it's, it. it it it's 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 a it's a you know it's a Fantasia it's a vision of utopia it's I don't love it. I like it, and I l- like all the things that I've just mentioned about it. In the right mood, this hits me really nicely. Is there? If am I wrong, or am I? I can't remember. Is there some lyrical crossover with Black Muse? Did that go to? A this was
0: used years? as the end the of line. Black Muse. Yeah, the lines in
2: this Black was, Muse. Yeah, uh, that's um, right. I haven't listened to Black Muse for a while, but I really like Black Muse. From here, yeah, this, this was used this, in Black.
3: So, so this is they, a sister. They used the melody as well. Yeah. The lyrics were different, but the melody. Yeah. Um,
2: right. Well, this is a sister track to Black Muse, and I really like Black Muse. And again, Black Muse. The see the different.
3: From here, yeah,
2: yeah, it was yeah. Used in both, yeah. That's right. And then I, I thought it was. I just haven't listened to it for a while. And but the, again, Black Muse instantly. I felt he was channeling Stevie. And I think that's what I like it when he's channeling something, yeah. rather than for me, pastiching something. And and that's a nice blend. I. I, I it's a nice track.
3: Do you know I what like- it is about this track for me as well? Is I, I like 2010. I really like it as an album. I think on the one day a year that us in the UK get summer, 2010 is like the best album to listen to. Um, I, but I do understand why people don't as well. If I'm not in the mood for that, that's like the worst album I could play. So for me, huh. this track is the perfect middleman between 2010 and artificial age. It's the perfect middleman for me. It sits perfectly in the middle. I love artificial age as well. It's one of my favorites. I movies.
2: love artificial age. I'm a big um, fan of that album.
3: Yeah. And it, for me, it takes like 50% of 2010, 50% of artificial age. And right in the middle, we've got a thousand light years from here.
2: This sounds like the weirdest maths paper ever. <laughs>
3: <laughs> We'd pass though.
2: Yeah, <laughs> this is true. Um, okay. I definitely give this song a pass as well. I, I, I think it, I think it's an actual a needed uplift actually
4: holistically holistically I'm not blown away by it be honest. but that chorus, that line is a really really nice line and yep, yep. It, it lifts everything else with it um yeah de- decent track really like it really like it I think it'd be a a nice
0: chilled live track as well um yeah good track, good track. I really love the like kind of the bridge like descending vocal line when he goes the you know one thousand nike green.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I
0: love the way he does that and then it then it lifts to a thousand. Like i got to say, this is one of those songs that I, like when I first heard it, it was just like I felt happy and up. And I was just like, actually, you know, like I I would kind of, you know, like you guys are saying, Welcome to America should have you know, should have been like um uh, another track I think Hot Summer should have been this one, <laughs> you know, like as the pre release one. Um, but I, I love this song, I think this is that as well. Do you think this is my yeah. second? This is oh, my second, uh, like it, it's only narrowly beaten out by a, like, another one, but um,
2: I know what that's going to be, but I say nothing, yeah, exactly. But the second, but this
0: is a comes in a close second, and I it just because. I felt lifted when I listened to it, and and there's loads of little details in it that are beautiful. The g- acoustic guitar in the background is gorgeous. Oh, I'm sorry, Paddy. No, no, it's all right. Sorry. Um, do you think I, I, I can't exactly
4: remember what what you it was related to this track? But I can't remember exactly. You mentioned that we mentioned the uh, the BLM stuff, Floyd. I I don't know if this is an absolute no-brainer or if it's not a no-brainer, so I'm kind of checking whether I think I'm nuts or not. (laughs) To what degree, if at all, do you think that the release, the choice of this particular album, because everybody's, you know, it's sort of eerily relevant. Yeah, it is. But I think most of the things he he talks Mm. about have been pretty much how they are for for him for, for, for years and years and years and years. But do you think that, it was a conscious decision to release it because it had this thing. Do you think that is that's yeah. an absolute lock?
0: Well, I think like um, if you're a good curator, and this is this is the argument for curating the releases from the vault as opposed to just opening the doors and letting anything come out. If you're a good curator, <laughs> you'll you'll tap into the zeitgeist and kind of go, well, we've probably got a print song for every theme. Like, there's literally. I'm like, if you're saying that there's 8,000 recordings in there, you know, of various completions, I I, I wonder how that metric is, whether they consider. Um... Now I'm just thinking, like, I hope aliens
2: invade soon. And they're like, oh, Prince made a whole album about that in 2002. Here you go. I bet you he did. I bet he I, did I mean, too. Like, I'd love to hear what Prince Ab- had. The- <laughs> I- <laughs> I'd like to hear a Prince concept album about
1: aliens
2: (laughs) that's suddenly I've I've suddenly drifted off into my own thousand light years from home here I mean the the
0: likelihood when you're saying when you have a number like (laughs) like again we don't know how they're quantifying uh the number or whether that includes released unreleased you know like but if you're saying that the, whether all of them are songs or whether them are redos, remixes, and stuff like that, is if you're saying a number like eight thousand, well, you know, you kind of there's going to be aliens in there somewhere. You know,
2: like, <laughs> this is well, kind of d- weird. Sorry, what? I
0: don't know what I did there. Uh, it must be
4: the hot summer weather getting to my brain.
2: Oh, <laughs> awful,
4: <laughs> this awful! Now, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to jump in first on this one. I think I am definitely the pariah here. Um and I've answered a few threads online about this. I like this song. I like it for its simplicity, its tertiary nature, the slight superficial bubblegumness of it. And I think this would have been an absolutely banging live song. Um, I really like it. it, In a funny way, it sort of doesn't fit on this album a little bit, but uh, if you'll forgive me, it fits because it doesn't fit and, and, and because it's, it feels to me to be the one that sort of does it that makes it make sense in the context of everything else. But I I really like this little ditty. It's 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 terribly simple. It's mechanically, you know, it's a penny farthing mechanically. Um I love it. Absolutely love it.
2: Well, at this point it was decided that Paddy should leave the podcast <laughs> and go and do something else for the evening. I I'm
3: made leaving two <laughs> in that case because I flipping love it as well, Paddy. <laughs> did, did
0: I miss something? <laughs> well, oh, thank goodness. Are you still talking about a Thousand Light Years from here? Are you talking about... It's hot summer? summer. What happened there? Because
3: I... <laughs> I, I, didn't did leave. Link. I did a I did a did a wicked segue.
2: You were still playing with the dolphins <laughs> underwater, Chopin.
3: Sorry, Shopes.
2: Wait a minute.
0: Those aliens abducted me for 10 seconds. <laughs> I didn't know.
1: <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> like, um, it's just, all ten, I heard ten, was ten, a
2: click and what happened there? And 10, I'm like, ten, I ten seconds your time. It's 2025 here.
0: Uh, uh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I did not hear anything. <laughs> Sorry, Shopes. So, Shopes,
4: okay. so now you know what I was talking about what do you think of it
0: okay um (laughs) so this isn't a new track this has been around for since i think this was actually uh 2011 along with uh rich friends was actually streamed was this a title
3: one it was i remember it coming out was it no it was
0: released on the current
3: oh that radio
0: show and then everybody kind of mp3'd it around yeah uh, so you had rich friends as well. And the, you know, the family even did their joke about, uh, um, you know, hot summer at Maynard's, you know, like the grocery advert. But I didn't like it then. Uh, it sounds better now that... I, I like it a bit more now that it's not, um, you know, kind of like a low-res copy and I can hear a lot more of the uh, sonically. The the comment I kind of wrote down, and <laughs> and I don't know... I think it's like the photocopy of a photocopy of a photocopy of a photocopy of, a photocopy of cream. Yep. Right. That's my, uh, like,
2: it's like. <sighs> can I say? It's got that thing pumping it
0: along. I think if it was a minute shorter and it was more like, you know, like how Mars is like two and a half minutes. Of like, if there was two and a half yeah, minutes of this, or there was a lift or something that had at the end I think I'd because I don't actually mind the you know everybody da, 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 da. like I don't mind all of that but it it kind of just go it just says hot summer one too many times about and
2: 40 it, too many times I it
0: think
4: makes, yeah. it, it makes me think of screwdriver more than cream I can kind of see where you're going don't get me wrong jokes but... well both
0: are better songs yeah. <laughs> I, I... Uh,
4: yes yeah I'd go with that
0: but yeah. that, I mean I, I don't yeah, hot summer is like I think the first one on this uh, so far that I've kind of like it's just like it. It plods along. Uh, maybe it was a bit short. Or I'd think more of it. I don't hate it, but it's like it's a t-
3: great cleaning song. Okay, um, like when you're scrubbing the sides in your kitchen. Yeah, what a banger! I can
2: kind of see that. Actually. I can, I can see that too, but I, my, that just makes me itch. Like, as I'm not, I'm a, not like, entirely sure that. That's, it, may, it may. I mean, I, I think if you take a lot of amphetamine and want to clean every nook and cranny of your kitchen, have this song on repeat. Have, yeah, I think that would be a terrible day. But I think <laughs> the, you'd get a clean neighbor. kitchen out of it.
0: Now I can just imagine you in a straitjacket going,
2: Hot summer. Well, what? Summer. I, <laughs> I, I, I'm not. I'm not a massive fan of this song. As you can tell, I think I'll tell you how it could have been good for me. I mean, Prince could have written this at any stage in his career. Just this, this would have taken him about less than the, this would have taken him a shorter time to compose than it did to actually perform almost. It's like that easy for Mm. him. And, but, but I I this Green, is the kind, teacher, teacher, that kind. Yeah, of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is the kind of. Th- th- there's one iteration of this song that I think I could like, and that is if this was from 1982 and it was all on synths and given to, or 1983 and given to Vanity or Apollonia or someone, and really, really, really bubble gummed up because uh, I, I think as as tr- as kind of surfy surfy airhead trash goes, I'd like to hear the. I'd, I, I could. I'd like to hear an 80s synth version of it rather than a kind of restrained guitar bop version of it here.
4: I'm, I'm so tempted to rock this up and shove a verse and a chorus in a set, I'll tell you.
2: <laughs> I kinda, I, I'd be here for
4: it if
0: you did. Which song would you... do? If you were kind of going to interject this, which song would you do it as part of? Would it oh my be like take, take Me With You, Cream, or something like that? It, there's, a pod, there's a podcast there <laughs> for
4: that kind of talk. Oh, I don't know, but I... I have played along to it. And, it might and be
3: quite good at the end of the time stuff.
2: Yeah, it, it could it could mm. you could fit it in anywhere. It, it's a nothing. I know you like it. I, I know
4: it, there is an aspect I, I get exactly what you're saying. That's why I'm saying like tertiary bubblegum superficial. Yeah, it yeah, is yeah. a nothing. But the fact that it's a nothing. This is this is a thing I always not going to sound like I'm being vaguely insulting and honest to god I'm not. But the stuff that's a nothing
2: musically there's something really clever about it, it, that. it yeah 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 there really is. clever I, about but, well, that. This, this is yeah. leading on to something i wanted to criticize about the album in general it's but a i'll bit do of a it cleanser. well yeah it, hmm. but here's the thing nothing's on this album as a as a whole nothing is pushed prod, production wise to its extreme it's very in the middle I, I like there's not a lot of air in this album it's a very compressed sound and I would yeah. like, I, I would really like, like for me that, okay, forget the vanity stuff. He could, he doesn't have to time travel back to the eighties and do an earlier version of this. But if somebody, it, it, basically if, if he decided to produce this full out and make it sonically sc- skankier or something, I could like it. But because it's all done with the, there's a lot of restraint on this album and it means that nothing, it's really sh- it doesn't shine out as its own sonic piece a lot of that is... are you saying oh sorry are you, are you saying it's too
0: well recorded for what it is
2: I, I would say as a rule yes i am and i would like say, if I, this oh, was
0: recorded uh, in a cheap new york studio yeah remember. yeah yeah
2: yeah but the, thinking about it, if you think about the way
4: it came together it's essentially a, a a power trio music essentially a power trio musically with some depth in vocal with your sort of triple threat yeah yeah, yeah. sometimes lead sometimes not And then Hayes was the guy who produced it. And apparently the quote to Hayes was, look, just overproduce it and I'll take out what I don't want. I I know. I can see how it's got to where it's got in that respect. And I I don't mind it for that. But
2: I I would like a different set of ears on this. I wish Prince had... This this album really reminded me of the old don't you wish that Prince had worked with some different producers argument, which, yes, I do. Mm. Uh, uh, You know, I think I, I would love to hear what somebody who wasn't in Prince's thrall but obviously, Mr. Hayes is right. Maurice Hayes is. I'd That's like to hear coming. what I'd like to hear what a really, really interesting creative producer could have done with this material in the studio and like given every song a a different sonic soundscape. I still I think there needs to be so much more air and hiss at the top of this album, and particularly like this song could do with more air in it. It's too. It's too. Everything's too polite and restrained. That so that it's hard for stuff to really stand out and fight for itself
4: again yeah, yeah. Symptomatic of something that was put together with the trio in, in a week and a half. I, I, I get how yeah. it is. I can understand as a musician how this is how it is. I,
2: I get that too. Um, but, but well, I mean, you clarified it further for me. But still, I, is it, it's not the right decision for me for Prince to say, overproduce it and I'll take stuff out. Cause... Well,
4: quite right. In in the end, you're making something for people to listen to. So the people who, who listen but to if, it can, can if, if, have if, if yeah, yeah.
2: got If you've got a power trio... But you pro- but you overproduce it to make it all sound uh, to make it sound like sort of M O R. You're fighting. You're fighting. You're you're taking away the natural dynamics that are available to you with that power trio, and you're you're getting. I, I think you're you're selling yourself short. There's loads of songs on this album that I think could really do with a different color.
0: Well, I think it's it's no Sonny and Michael the Undertaker in terms of power trios. Like you know, no. it's. Um, I kind of, I think it's it, it would have been maybe a like if we're talking about ways in which this could have been uh, better recorded or something, is if they learned all the songs and then they did a standalone gig at the Dakota or First Avenue or, you know, anywhere but Paisley and recorded the bed tracks that way and produ- d- produced those bed tracks just to create a kind of more dynamic
2: I, 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 I track I, uh, I but, yeah, the, the the dynamics really are all too polite for me on this album as a whole. On this song, sp-
0: I, I would say on this song, on Hot Summer sp- specifically, there are places where it isn't, but this song, I would say that that's true.
2: Yeah, this is a good example of it for sure. Can I say one last thing about it? It really annoys me. Can't you just say, it's going to be a hot summer? I can't stand it. Just say, hey, it's not going to be hot summer. It's going to be a hot summer. I, can't, I, I, I need that indefinite article. It drives me nuts.
4: Well, when you're, a, when you're a prolific lyricist, you know, sometimes you've just got to stand up and be strong.
2: Oh, uh, <laughs> well, that's funny because this is the only lyric he didn't write. <laughs> this is, I, I, uh, But I appreciate the link. It was, it was tasty. I, I love, the, I love the fact that, I
4: mean, not that, not that there's ever any doubt that Prince's tastes were fairly diverse in what he listened to, but in spite of the sort of Michael Bland connection, I love, the, I love to think of... Uh, I sort of love to think of Prince sat there listening to Grave Dancers Union as an album. It just I'm just like, why, I'd love to just have seen his face as he's listening to it. Not that this was on that album, but that was, I suppose that was the most prominent Soul Asylum album commercially. But... Um, but yeah, an interesting take on an already fairly decent song, to be honest. But uh, what do you all think?
2: I, I didn't know this was a cover. I didn't know the song. And on my first listen, it really stood out to me for one really interesting reason. Well, a few, but, uh, but actually, I, th- I thought, oh, brilliant he's written a lyric that anyone can relate to. It's about being depressed. It's about, you know, trying not to be on pills. It's, it's, it's very, and I thought that's what I miss from so much Prince from the mid nineties and beyond is just the common touch and the universala- universality of lyrics. And then I found out it was a cover and it, and it really crystallized that for me. It's like, I do not understand, bit of a spoiler and I, uh, I'll just jump ahead for a second. I've got no bloody idea what he's going on about in Rin Tin Tin right and it takes away from the song for me because how can you relate some of you might understand it more than me but um it's it's very much in Prince's head when I hear something about just like you feel like you you, you know you you don't really want to be around anymore you feel tired of yourself you feel depressed I thought brilliant Prince can write a common touch lyric again and it, it turns out he can't and that made me really think that that's something that I miss from Prince as time went by. It came back in AOI massively. Could understand what he was talking about a lot on AOI. Oh, sorry, uh, AOC. Even. Hey. I was thinking yep. of the Soul album AOI there. Schley, I love this yeah.
3: song. Love it. It's in my top four, I would say. Um, I, like Andy, didn't know um, that this was a cover. Um, and it's interesting, like you said, kind of when you know that you go oh that that's that's what that different thing is that's in there that's attracting me to this but I love it it kind of reminds me of that Stillwood Standal Time gospel feel um but I absolutely love it it's one of those it's one of the few print songs that genuinely lift me like from my inner soul when I listen to um Still would Stand All Time does that. Gold does that. And this is one of those. And I know I'm ranking these with some really <laughs> big songs here, but it brings that same feeling to me. It's up there with some very select print songs that I listen to and I genuinely feel significantly better and uplifted after listening to it. It spiritually affects me um, more than a lot of his other work. Um, and again, the background that Alyssa, Liv, Shelby, just bring that to a whole new level. And I don't think any of the vocalists that he'd worked with could have been able to pull that off and lift it the way that they did.
2: Really agree with the Stillwood standard Time. It reminds me of the version oh, yeah. of or of Time that's on Small Club. And I think a lot of the chord changes and intervals are very similar. And But what, what, then I went and listened to the original and I didn't give it much time because it's not, so, uh, I, I, I just wanted to hear a comparison. I just, uh, and I, I was interested to see how different musically it was, completely different genre, obviously sort of pop grunge. Um, really, really like how Prince still would stand or time did this song. Really yeah. like what he did to it. Really nice. Really like his vocal delivery. It does upset me a bit that he couldn't, necessarily write the songs that affect me so much at this stage in his career and like it's it's like it, i always go oh i want that to be a prince original then i'd like it more
0: i don't want to give my opinion after leah loved it so much
2: no you can always trash
0: i am convinced this is a placeholder that he put on a sequence in that that wasn't probably they were. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but uh, I can't see how this clearly unfinished song.
2: <laughs> I don't hear like, that at all. literally, like, got uh, like, uh, uh,
0: uh, I, wow. I, I, that's what I hear. I hear, like, oh, you haven't put the reverbs on, you haven't put yeah. this on. That, I mean, and sometimes that's the style of the song, and maybe it's there's something i'm not really i mean there's one really interesting bit that prince sings that line about um if you're you know in a house in the hill taking too many pills because you've lost the thrill i mean the fact that he recorded that in 2010 and you know it's kind of like you know if yeah it's quite poignant you know whether you know The issues, whether the issues were then, were there then, and and, or he just liked the song, and and you know, with all things, he definitely sings
2: it, he definitely sings this with conviction and connection. Uh, I'm I'm not saying to that line in particular or not, but he 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 really connects with the song, and it's a good performance.
0: Like, this is the problem with Prince is like, there's no bad performance, like, they're always in tune on time <laughs> you know like they're all you know well played and stuff like that but this I don't know I just this was like a kind of um I'm not entirely sure I connect to the you know, like the lyrics of it, and I, and get, I love get, stand all time. Get st- get a
2: bit older and a bit tireder, like me, and you'll connect more. <laughs> oh, I'm old and tired. You know, <laughs> you're not, you're, no, you're not. You're not old and tired enough. <laughs> no, we're still. You hey, know, I'm
0: I'm older and tireder than all of you. So, okay, <laughs> but um, I like stand still would stand all time. I, you know, mind-blowingly spiritual lifts me and thing. I did t- t- I. You know, like again, even though this is this is a patch of the album, hot thing, a uh, hot no hot thing, sorry, hot summer and uh, stand up and be strong. These are probably my two least favorite on the album. Still glad I got to hear them. Always. You know, if we're talking about in context, for no other reason than you know, Lee is getting feeling lifted from this, right? So somewhere out there, there's something, and I and I feel this way about many other parts of his career that aren't my favourite and stuff, I'm still glad I got to hear them and I'm, st- like, I'm still glad this stuff is coming out even if it's not going to be, you know, give me gold experience or you know, Dumbs and Pearls feels it's still I think that's what we've got, you know, it's still you know, a, a, like a you know, a good enough song performed in a good way and somebody's getting something out of it so You know, it would be. I'm not. It would be selfish for me to go. You know, this is crap. It would should never have seen the light of day. It's just like, okay, well, this is. You know, out of the out of the ten thousand songs Prince songs I've heard, this one I don't relate to Uh, and.
2: I I I, gel with. Have we heard what Paddy thinks on this one? Go. Um. I
4: yeah. I I really like the original. (laughs) Um that was very hazardous i like <laughs> i i have to well I have to think about this one because it's got a few dynamics and I'm a soul asylum fan, so I'm sort of it, yeah, yeah. It, it's different for me yeah um
1: it, it's it's
4: a fairly solid cover for me. He does his own thing i don't i'd say i don't think it feels like it's a filler. I think the song I can see how the theme of the song is yeah. um it has humanity and and that 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 kind of thing like a genericized humanity and that kind of thing sort of a non-political humanity and that that perhaps sat in the middle of this particular album does something has more power because of it i don't know yeah um, but yeah I, I like it i, I I would, I wouldn't have minded had he been a little bit heavier in guitar, but that's a guitarist from my band saying that. So I, I don't I, think that holds a great deal of water. But you know, the the, the sort of gospelization and the soul,
2: it's okay.
4: It's okay. I, I I enjoyed it, yes, but um,
2: not, not mad going either away. Yeah. All righty, where are we next? Or have you got a link for us, Paddy? Oh, I'll
4: just check the record, see where we yeah. are. <laughs> <laughs>
2: You, you've crossed them, Andy. I'll let them in, mate. Got it. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Assist. Yes. <laughs> uh, check the record. This has got to be Chopin kicking us off here, because I've got a feeling. Uh, uh,
0: best song on the record. <laughs> Work, makes the entire, every album, every version of the album that I bought, makes it all worthwhile. Like, what was the, the very movie? first thing you thought when you heard it? Um... I'd I'd heard a live version of Third Eye Girl at the Dakota Club, okay. uh, so I kind of n- knew the song a bit. But when I heard the the version that was on here, I mean, if even if I had a critique of it, like like say like lifting the guitars up, it wouldn't have done much more than it already does now. I, I it's it's kind of like uh, it's like it's on the same. Re- music tree song tree as rebirth of the flesh uh to me and and 9 to 5 people of earth prince just killing it and having fun and being and this is and kind of like not being jehovah's witnessy which was really nice <laughs> like <laughs> and 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 this and this era I, I i wonder if this is again i wonder if this is why this album didn't hit like that. i know the, that there was you know with the band didn't end up touring with him, but I wonder if there was kind of like he didn't try and convince them because there was part of the whole you know there's lots of the sinister minister uh, then there's kind of like the sexual stuff of like i'm I'm having I'm sleeping with you know I'm covering my neighbor's wife do you know what I mean you know he's breaking one you know potentially breaking one of the ten commandments in this song, and it's like I love it absolutely love it and i love the bit where he does that uh there was something he was doing around this time where he was trying to find alternatives because he found good uh, soloing on guitar so easy he was trying to find alternatives and you know on baltimore what he did was uh rather than have the guitar solo he had the string arrangement of the guitar solo that he recorded. And this one you've got him going to do that. Uh, you know, that see, kind of slide in the family stone. It, you know, it's very riot going on that bit. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And like and initially I was like, does this mean it's unfinished and he meant to? And, and then I was like, no, 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 it's that. He's trying to find alternatives because it would be so obvious to put the screaming, but it's it's got enough restraint to it to make but it's but it's got enough power to it to make me feel released and enough restraint to not make it feel guitar wanky. So it's to me, this oh, this gives me all of the energy there is. And if you don't like it, I don't care, yeah. <laughs> I don't care because I love this song. Gone, yeah, I, I could talk forever, so we need to opinions. edit
2: it. We need to edit in a mic drop after. If you don't like it, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's it. Check the record. Check the record. Oh.
3: <laughs> well, I'm going to do a little bit of what you just did to me. A little bit. and Not as much, though. Um, Fair game.
2: You see, some people have class. <laughs> no, no, people rule. If you don't like it, you don't like it. it looks-
3: no, I, I do like it. I, do you know what? When, this, when I was listening to the album for the first time through and that intro came in, I was like, what is this? What is this? Like, I was instantly excited.
4: Because of the Lindrum, isn't it?
3: Yeah, that's
4: that's why I was asking Chopin. What was your first first thought? Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. That immediately again, musician guy who's had to think about Lindrum samples. How is this all going to work? My ears. Whoop! Oh, it's some Lindrum for the first time. What's going on here? Then.
3: Yeah, that's exactly it. It just it stands out for me. Does sound completely different to anything else on the album, and it is a step back. but I don't know it just didn't quite feel to me like listening to the track as a whole it never fully lived up to what I expected after that intro I don't dislike it I think it's a brilliant track and I do not think that it's like if I was to list best to worst it wouldn't be towards my bottom end but I don't know I I I wish I could get out of it what you get out of it if you know what I mean like I'm sure you wish you could get out of it what I got out of um um, um Yeah, (laughs) absolutely.
0: If you, and sometimes, weirdly enough, this has happened to me on more than one occasion where I've not got a song, and somebody said something, and it's opened it up to me. And I'm going to go back and listen to that song for sure because I had my own. I was listening with my own ears, and I'll start listening to that one with. I mean, this is the whole point of talking about music is not to kind of I. For me, it's not about standing your ground or being competitive. It's about Getting other people to see what you see and get and having somebody else and and understanding what other people are seeing. Um, yeah, I think it's more I talk about music as an addition rather than subtraction. You know, like it's not about rolling that fence around. I think that the thing when when you will Enjoy this song, and when you get sent out this song, is the next Prince party. If they play it, and they have a pole in the middle of the room, because I'm gonna be on it. But <laughs> like, so, <laughs> you know, like, like I'm, you know, like I'm gonna be working the pole, or if they've got a yeah, a plinth or something, I like next <laughs> working time, the plinth, working the plinth. <laughs> <laughs> just like whatever it is. Maybe just a table. I mean, like, hopefully it's not one of those weak fold-up ones because that could be ugly. But. <laughs>
3: For anyone that hasn't seen Chopin at a Prince party, they are not as enlightened with the visual images we all
2: have. We're all all going through absolute mental Rolodexes of images here. (laughs) Um, I agree with Leah. This one sounds like it's going to be something and then doesn't quite touch the sides for me. Uh, Again, I, I, I... a a bit sonically different than most of the album, but still nothing pushed to its extreme, all quite restrained for what should be a higher energy thing. I think the album as a whole, I really, it really, I'm just not hearing enough melodies coming out from most of these songs. And there's just not a lot of strong, strong hooks. However, I think Check the Record is going to grow on me. I think I um, it sounded like so much shuck and jive to me for the first few times, but I'm starting to hear more details in there now. And again, the problem with Prince, it's been alluded to here and there a bit today. He's so good. Most people can't get near this sort of detail and arrangement. But, broadly speaking i'd rather hear something primitive and hungry than someone who can do anything not really having a fire burning under them on any particular thing and that's sometimes what that that's why it doesn't feel vital to me a lot of this phase and again to come back to artificial cage that's when, for the first time in many years, he started, uh, I like Hit and Run 1 and 2 as well, but Artificial Cage, he started sounding hungry to really say something new and about himself again. And I just think that, like, it's, there's so much talent with Prince that we do it, you know, you get used to going, hmm. the, it, 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 it's, it's. you can do it endlessly, but for why? And I wish, I, I, I don't, so I don't feel... Uh, anyway, I, I I think I'm going to enjoy this song more as I get into it, but I, I think, still feel that.
0: Not to kind of cut off before we go to party, but I, I think this is the, all of these albums. These 2010s, America, Welcome to America, and there was apparently quite a few other albums uh, uh, made around this time that didn't make it. I think I think Morris Hay said there was something like 10 albums around yeah. this time and, uh, uh, um, which might include 2010 and uh, and this but I think it was unreleased so this would have been that means that there's kind of nine more um, it, and I'm not sure if that includes Black is the New Black with the mono neon stuff but um, I, this is, for me this is, this album is part of the sifting for for what makes uh, Artificial Age and you know like this, there's a period of there's a reason why, you know, there's four years break he's sifting for that new idea. And this is the kind of work that he's doing to find Plectrum Electrum. Like you can tell this song, the the kind of vibe of this song grows into, you know, Plectrum Electrum, whereas, you know, thousand light years. And when she comes grows into hit and run phase two. So I'm in 2010, there's ideas on that that grow into uh, AOA. Um,
2: I realised I've been calling it Aoi and then Aoc and it's Aoa. I apologise for anyone who wants to shoot me at this point. Uh,
0: Aoc is a. So yeah,
2: I know it's a yeah, no,
0: salt. It's it's so... Sorry. Oh it's a <laughs> <laughs> well, it's... but a- anyway, I... contest. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I th- I but this is one of those so, this is one of those seeds where I can hear the song it grows into, the the tree it grows into, uh-huh. uh, which is and I love plaktrum. I don't know. Many people way prefer AOA, or yeah, yeah, I I love I love Plectrum Electrum and I love the whole third eye girl thing. And this to me, I, I, you know, it's it's yeah, I don't know. This hit me straight away. This might end up being my least favorite as I overplay it
2: and something else takes its place. I'll enjoy listening to this one, thinking about you more, Chopin. I will, like hearing it with someone else's ears, as you say. What about you, you, Paddy?
0: You don't need to picture me on the pole. It's fine.
2: <laughs> uh, that's well, I'm already there, mate. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, what do you reckon, Patty?
4: I love it. Hey. I, love it. I really like the track. Um, it sounds like it was, re- it sort of, it's got that vibe. It sounds like it's recorded live. There's lots of lovely little bass fills at the end of phrases. Um, again, it's probably just one that's a bit more relatable for me, but I think there's plenty going on. Uh, it, you know, uh, I really like yeah, I really like it. I'd say this is in sort of if, if I had to pick sort of five that I really liked out the album, uh-huh. this would probably be number two. Cool. P- possibly three, two or three. Um have
2: we have we had your favourite yet? I'm not sure. Oh, oh, oh yes, we, we, yes, we 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 have, yeah.
4: sorry. Hands down, born to die, yeah, yeah. Born to die. No, yeah. Um yeah, really like it. Really like it. I'll be honest, I can't recall it from the third eye girl live stuff, so I'd I'd miss um I'd miss that. Did you mention that on for Check the Record?
0: Yeah, it's it, yeah, it was exactly. ju- it was only played at the Dakota Jazz Rooms. That's it. Oh, it right. wasn't like a regular on the
4: set. I Couldn't remember it, but but yeah. So for me, this would have been the first time it it sort of entered entered my life, if you like. But yeah, I really like it. Um, possibly part of a me- medley with Hot Summer. I don't know. <laughs> right, but no, yeah, grand, grand. It's funny just to go across what you said about the albums and stuff being rela- released at the time. So if you consider. What you know, the ones we do know about, so we mm-hmm. have um, artificial age four years later. For me, then, if I'm looking at the album 2010 and the lotus flower, say, as a trilogy, hmm. I think this is a stronger album than all of those four albums Ooh, as, a, you... as, a, as a coherent piece of qualitative work. I do, oh. yeah, I wow. do. You,
2: you take this over AOA, you take no, no, I'm
4: saying, no, I'm saying. Uh, the Lotus Flower Trilogy and... Oh, sorry, um, yeah. And, oh, you'd take this and, over
2: Lotus
0: Flower?
4: Yes, I would, actually. Ooh, and that's as a guitar player. Uh, well,
2: from the lucky perspe- we're not in the same room now, isn't it? Oh, dear.
4: From the perspective... <laughs> don't get me... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love all that stuff. <laughs> I love the Minneapolis... I I, I love it. But the- I'm coming at it from the point of view of being a coherent, tracked album. Uh, this This is... Uh, in some very traditional, true sense, I just think that this album makes sense it, uh-huh. it, 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 from beginning to end. It does make sense to me. I'm uh, not so in that. I'm not saying there aren't stronger songs here and there. I, I'm not I, going with that. This
2: is interesting because you know, I, I, I'm no fan of Lotus Flower and I, or even um, what's its sister album, Minneapolis Sound or I just Minneapolis MPLS no, uh, Sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm. I, they, they've got. I'm no fan of those albums and I really don't like 2010 and uh but the thing uh, the, the album we're discussing now it's it's almost too uh, ugh, I, I keep saying it it's almost too of a piece and it's it, nothing sits out sonically it actually makes me want more spiky things even if they don't quite work such as you might find on um, Lotus Flower. like I, I really like money from Lotus Flower, for instance. This is really right.
4: so bizarre, because you, your taste and my taste, by and large, are very similar. And it, in the same way as you, yeah, I like the spiky stuff, the really odd stuff. The, yeah, The out there stuff a little bit more. Predominantly 18, uh-huh. and so on. But there is still something that pulls me and sort of centres me with how this has been presented as a yes. sequence piece well- of, of a, as an album release yeah yeah uh, and it, this is it, like i was saying to my best player ryan was like oh this is you know this is my cup of tea this album i really like it and i it, this album isn't naturally my cup of tea at all so no. i find it odd that i feel like that but i do i uh, think this is a a piece of work the, the, the some of the the some of the parts make it a really really cohesive yeah to me, quite a commercial sellable album, and I'm the, stunned
2: it wasn't released, i Honestly, honest. the, whole, the, the most interesting thing to me about this album almost is getting a look into how difficult it must have been to be Prince and to be so good. And to not know who which Prince to be today, I think.
4: Yeah, 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 absolutely. It, quite frankly, you know, if, if your thing is you, you release an album and you tour, and that's a cycle of a year or 18 months, what the hell do you do if you can bang a whole completed album together in a week and a half? What do you want to say? What do you want to convey? Is it something you've done before? Is it something new? Did you enjoy it? Have you gone off it since you did it? Yeah. Uh, is, it and, is it still in uh, your head? Yeah, do you yeah, want to and, take and those musicians and, on tour. And what, and what do you do?
2: But what do you think what do you think the point of a piece of work should be when you when you're that good and you've done it when you've done everything five times over like Prince had?
4: Yeah. What, oh, what, do God. You,
2: what do you do? And that—that's. So I find this fascinating in the questions it opens up about. Oh, well, what...
4: pod, hey, guys. Pod, there's a podcast there. Yeah, also, there the benefits and drawbacks of, of being a Successful. musical musical genius. I'm yeah. probably polishing that a little bit too much. But the, the benefits and drawbacks of somebody who produces so much so quickly and so and in such a different a patchwork of different stuff. It's it's also,
0: sure. a big one. also four different fans like vibing off of four different things like and and going yeah that's the thing he should have done like me lotus flower is a complete high point i kind of get your idea with the full album thing because there's there's two songs that kind of chuck it away from being a cohesive uh, all the way through album and that's kind of like 77 beverly park and money are the two things that kind of step I love out. love
2: I mean, the M- M- money. Off, I money's think, the two minutes I would keep from Lotus Flower.
0: <laughs> I, I think money. Money should be on MPLS Sound and like
2: and another rocker but on. He often Lotus did Flower. that when, when he got into his like. I'll release two two albums at once. they were often little. There were often little cross connections like yeah. um where like oh what this is going to be cohesive and this is going to be and then it's not no it's like no you put that song on that one and that song he was always tying up his shoelaces back to front prince well common
0: gold experience you know like the kind of it, the mm-hmm. development is absolutely interchangeable and and you know you know songs like songs that didn't even make it onto either album like interactive could have been on both you know like and at times were and 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 like you say this is the this is the this is what the vault curation This is why this is so so well curated an item, is because it sparked this conversation about how difficult it is to be Prince. Yeah, this much stuff. If you can make this in three days, like if you can make this in three days, then,
2: like, what do you do? This is again like more than any other.
0: You've labored forever on masterpieces Mm -hmm. and made them. You know, you labored for a year and made a masterpiece, or you. And then you chuck stuff out willy-nilly and made masterpieces.
2: More than any other album I've ever heard from Prince. Or it's maybe just where I've got to, in my understanding. But this is the this this album has made me think he should have put himself with a producer who would have pushed him at this point in his career. And done and done something done something with a bit of guidance or challenge.
0: I, I think rather than pushed him because I don't think that would have in any way gotten anything good out of him, I think he would have shut down and dug his heels in. I think this <laughs> is he I think he should have given it to someone else. But weirdly enough that you say this, because Artificial Age is one where he did give the songs oh. to someone else and uh, it was Josh Wilden. And and, and and it did
2: it did something well, good
0: and, as far as like And can it see. did something good, you know, like I don't Artificial know how I'd
4: compare it to Artificial Age, because I do like Artificial Age. I'd mm. say it's snapping at the heels of artificial age in a way.
2: For me, it's, it's
4: just not really even close. A, uh, I uh, and and again, I think Lotus Flower is a really really good album, and, and by and large, relatively cohesive as well, and, and makes sense. But yeah, this 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 is the um, this is a consolid- a nice consolidated saleable album, and again. In a bizarre way, completely counterintuitive to what I usually want from my Prince releases. Yeah. So that's when I said at the beginning, I've really
2: warmed to it, and I didn't expect I, to. And and I, really and, and I do have some sympathy for what you're saying. We're not a million miles away, and I know this is almost sounding like a link for a later song, same page, different book. But um, oh, you, it, oh, But, but yeah. we're not we're not there yet, are we? That's not the <laughs> next one. It, or is it, that's not the next song, is it?
4: Oh, but yeah. It, it, oh, it, it oh is. is
2: it? Oh, well, then I just completely screwed it up. I fumbled that one. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you! Oh, you're a subconscious genius, Andy. Hey, one or the other, or neither of the sort. Well, let go on then. We're on the. We're obviously. Uh, we're onto that song. I'm not going to make the link twice.
0: I'll 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 let Leah go first with this one because we've been kind of hashing out these albums quite uh, quite well, and Leah's been very patient with us. She has.
2: She has.
3: <laughs> I love this song. Love, 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 love. Um what else, this has been around, this has been in the ethos for a, a while, right So, 2013
0: but- it was on the, I think 2013, end of 2013, start of 2014 it was on uh, uh, remember when there was that Who is Third Eye Girl, she was meant to be a bootlegger that was releasing print stuff on YouTube and on a website and this uh, ex- there was an extended version of Lay Down and and this one and I think Boyfriend as well um, with the three songs, but this one, uh, which I wonder what album Boyfriend was on. So so same page, different book was, it, it's been around for a while in a very low res, like Hot Summer in a kind of low res stream, but this, go on, sorry.
3: Yeah, yeah. I knew it when it came on up, it was one of those songs that I know I know. It came on and I knew the chorus and I knew the words and I'm like, I'm not sure how I know this. So I know it's in the ethos somewhere um but i absolutely love this track it it, again it is in one of my favorite one of my favorites um on the album i've absolutely loved watching shelby J's lives where she'll just be in walmart just like same page different book (laughs) (laughs) i have thoroughly enjoyed watching like shelby just singing this everywhere (laughs) no but i i i absolutely love it um Again, for me, it's a little bit of a breath of fresh air. I I must just have a thing for these A Thousand Light Years, slightly lighter, um, I want to say more generic tracks. Um,
4: Breezy, yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. I don't always need a point. I don't need someone poking me in the chest whilst listening to the music. Sometimes it's just nice to listen to it. it, have a point, but it not be like, shouting at me if you know what I mean mm-hmm. um but that's the reason I absolutely love this and again it's just mastery of using the vocalists that you've got at hand which he, I, I think with the, the trio of vocalists he usually he just knew exactly where to put them every single time
0: and Shelby's guest is good as well
3: yes yeah
0: I love it. <laughs> it, it's bouncy it's poppy um it's again a really kind of gets the message across in a very light way um really you know like like i said it's the one with uh, watch out for the sinister minister like some you know same page different book whereas i mean what a difference from say rainbow children which is like there is you know like you know, the opposite of NATO is art and uh, art and you know, like and it's you know, all of that kind of stuff, the and stuff, the kind of monotheistic, it was you know, it's all you like really close down New World Translation only and, and then you know, you cut forward to this and it's like same page, different book. It's pretty much like I mean, I don't know if you can write that and and you know still be following Jehovah's Witness doctrine as heavily as he was in the early 2000s there must be some sort of like cuz that would be an anathema to what they're teaching i mean i'm not saying that he didn't take what i think he did what he did with music he he went he visited took what he wanted and and, and went on his way um i'm not saying that i liked everything that he took with him from it but um it's it's nice to see that things had relaxed a little bit uh, on that note. And he was able to, you know, and it explains a lot of songs and things that were happening around that time, you know, like even songs before then, like um, uh, there's a song that he did that was uh, uh, he, about 2009. He just done, uh, um. oh God, I'm going to have to edit the pause before I realize what song I'm talking about. Now it's um oh the one where it's, it's behind you, but uh, uh turn me loose, like and like the lyrics to turn me loose are filth, you know, but they're you know like they're hinted filth, and the fact that you know this comes after that as well, it just it, it just shows that he was it's
2: this Mellow, he was mellowing he
0: was mellowing. yeah 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 he tells me like it, you know he's not quite you know like richard, Daw- <laughs> richard dawkins atheist or anything like that but like he's you know he's he's mellowed on that what on that theology stuff a lot that's
3: that's even that's evidenced even more i think i'm not jumping ahead but um for the next track when she comes that's evidenced Absolutely. even more so <laughs>
0: Yeah, I don't even need to go back that far. Like, although, it is.
2: although, again, he didn't put this out at the time, so he was mellowing, but still not putting that out as his message.
3: He was mellowing and not wanting to tell anyone yet. Yeah,
2: I think so. So, Yeah, exactly. Which is a mellow. I mean, but the fact that he recorded it, I agree. Um, I like the song. I really... Uh, this is another one that... that I, I put this... Uh, in a similar camp to running game it's got some really sweet lines in it it's one of the few songs on the album to me that's got big hooks and it's i really like the chorus really like it also lyrically i as you've been talking about it's a really good message to me it's it sounds like nothing the the title same page different book I, I, I was very late to this, but it, only to, it was only today listening to it for about the sixth time that I was like, oh, that's actually a really nice, that, that, it's, a, it's a cliche phrase, but when he's singing about it, he's singing about the Bible and the Quran and the, you know, what, whatever other religious books I'm not smart, the Talmud re- religious books I'm not smart enough to know, but like, that's actually that's actually really neat. He's using a stock phrase in a deeper way than I have given him credit for sometimes. And I like hearing him sing about Saint Paul. But what yeah. I'd what I'd really like is to this. This is one where I think it could have been pushed more at the end. Keep having that stop, and then it goes, and then bounce in again with same pay because it's really nice that effect. So yeah. yet again, there is, like it's a really nice song that I think could have been just pushed that bit harder.
0: I do like that bit. Ways I like, we're better off chilling till the world ends, you know. And then the and the ba- and the the dirty bass bits. Ooh.
2: yeah, all nice, really, really, really good. Prince, funky belts.
4: Paddy. Yeah, I, I I think it it does have some resonance um, because of the breeziness and the way that the chorus is delivered. It's very catchy, similar to Thousand Light Years. Um, yeah, I like it. Um, like you said, no, the, the, the some of the bass fills and the fuzz stand out like that. Um, st- it, it's it's kind of like a quality... No, al- album track's always a bit of a derogatory word in a way, and it doesn't have to be because there's a lot of scope with that. But for me, it's like a, a really solid, in-line, definitely logical like album track for this album, and I like it. Um, um, yeah, good track, good track.
2: Yeah, definitely earns its place.
3: Definitely. Come on, Paddy. Have you not got a planned out? Well, so, I, I love,
0: I love, I love, I love
2: okay. Shelby's Shil- well, Shil- Shil-
0: Shil- rap on it, and I, I love it when she
2: comes. <laughs> oh boy, that was never going to be easy, and Chopin just proved why.
0: Yeah,
2: I was, I, I was <laughs> that pur- sounds wrong.
4: I was purposely avoiding that one. Eh? I, don't know, I don't know.
2: This is yet another interesting thing to me that opens up something about the album, which is when I hear the version on Hit and Run Two because there's more dynamics in that album and there's more banging stuff and harder stuff. And When it comes along, I go, ah, a ballad, like you would at a Prince show. When I hear it on here, it just sounds like, ah, another mid-tempo song, because there hasn't been enough variation for me in terms of dynamics and attack on the rest of the album. So it actually feels like, more 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 of the more to me it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't a ballad should throw show, throw everything before and after it into relief i think and this doesn't there hasn't there isn't much to throw into relief on this album for me that's there you go love I, the, yeah love the song on hit and run too
4: yeah i mm, yeah i would say slightly prefer the other version as I have said before, I'm not a massive ballad guy post '80s uh, for Prince stuff. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I, 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 I'm the wrong person to ask about this one in in a sense. I think it fit uh, the the take on this track again fits the album, so it feeds into that overall um, strength and sort of joined up cadence of the whole thing. But yeah. Um, If I was going to skip one, this would be the one I'd skip, probably.
2: You're allowed.
3: I love it. Yay! I absolutely love it. Um, I love both versions, though. I loved it, um, obviously, the first time we heard it. And on this one, for me, I do get what you mean about, like, oh, another kind of mid-tempo track. Mm -hmm. I do get that. But for me, it's so stripped back that that is what makes it stand out for me. It feels far more intimate than anything else on the album, and not just the lyrical content, but because it is just so isolated on his vocal. Um, And it's just uh, it feels like those kind of piano and microphone moments. It feels like one of those for me. Um, It feels like he's in my living room playing for me when he sings that and you've got that record on. So I think that's why I love it so much. And I think as someone who isn't religious, is an atheist and didn't necessarily always agree with his views later on. It was it's always a nice relief when there's a song like that. in. I'm like, oh, there he is. There's the guy we do. Oh, Oh,
4: Leah, how could you say such a thing? You can't possibly be. A true Prince fan, unless you converted, it's exactly <laughs> the same time.
0: What? what, what could you possibly? <laughs> yeah, okay, you disagree with Prince. Oh, <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I I'm with you on this one. It's really intimate, and I and I really like it. And I, I'm I'm not a ballads person by a, a you know a long stretch, and I think most people that you know talk to me about Prince is kind of one of the standout features. I don't like the ballads very much, but I mean, this is like. Like you know, like on the satisfied on the couch. Um uh, I prefer it here massively
2: on a, to both of those two. Here
0: on Earth, is this is and I and I actually prefer it to the hit and run fa- uh, phase two yeah. version. I didn't realize you weren't keen on the ballads, Shopes No, um, I mean I like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it because oh, it stands out. I mean, like yeah, yeah. So. Like I said, like I. I do Me Baby Leaves Me Cold. Um, Easy talk. Crazy talk. But we've been um, here before. A door I had to be convinced on. Uh, but Andy did the good work. And that was... One that to me.
2: I'm, to I'm batting years. about was, one one versus about 700 losses. But uh, feels the same about me, I'm sure.
0: Um, likewise, yeah.
2: <laughs> no, no, there's,
0: there's plenty that you... No, I know, I kid you.
2: But um, I
0: I really... Do like this version of the song. I like the closeness of the mic. I uh, I like the intimacy of it. I love his vocal delivery. I love the stripped down nature of it. And I and I did actually like. I mean, did actually like the song, um, on Hit and Run Phase Two. Like I say, it's it's not that I hate the I, ballads. It's just like they're not my go to thing. I'll have I'll have a kind of you know. You know, I'll listen to this one. They're it, usually placeholders.
2: You know, I think it kind of should have come after Hot Summer on the track listing. Ooh. You also, actually, so, I can hear that. Yeah, you know, just to really dynamics. say... Yeah, dynamics. Ooh. And like, I know it's... I agree it's a cohesive album, but I think it's... Too, as I say, I think it's a bit too cohesive in a way. And, like, I just wanted to, I would like it to be a breath after something as sort of bang, bang, bang as Hot Summer say. So. Yeah.
0: I, I think there's
2: a weird place in the album for me.
0: Yeah, it's especially what comes after it as well. Is just like it's another left turn. I think
2: I, I could possibly. Yeah, well, let, let's go, let's go on to Rin Tin, Tin then because that's a yeah, weird cause,
0: one. Yeah, because I mean, when she comes, is I think it. I think most people, it's. I think it's a really, it's a really great song. It's a really great performance, but there's not much to say about musically that like he hasn't already done before. It's, it's a kind of like a stock type. Look, of I, th- I think more importantly,
2: arm. we've already got a produced version of it. So it's like, yeah, exactly. you're, you're not going to go, um, a new song on this one. Cause it's literally not a new song yeah. to us.
0: Exactly. So, uh, so yeah. Uh, Rin Tin Tin 1010 uh, Ten, uh, is the next. I'm, probably like everybody else I'm not really I haven't kind of delved into it and gone into the whole prince insinuation whatever it is that he's talking about like this is a really
2: oblique one isn't it
0: yeah I mean he this is one of those ones where he might be completely back in with the Jehovah's Witness things and it's just so obscure that I'm I'm just not getting it and the same thing but um I I like it like I, I I in fact I love it. I, I I, the groove of it is um what was that? There was something I said about around. Um there's bits of it that remind me of In This Bed I Scream. Uh-huh. Um and I I'm struggling now. Uh that you know that tin tin is like that. And it's like uh, there's a kind of a certain chord change there that's in, in this bed ice cream. You know, to these bars I spawn. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, like there's like a kind of like a stab in nature that really reminds me of in this bed ice cream. So there's like there's musical bits and bobs that, you know, kind of anchor me to a prince thing. It's strange enough that, you know, it's. The album, it's a Prince album and it's still got kind of a mystery to it, which is what I like about this song, because otherwise it would just be like kind of consumable Prince songs mm-hmm. that, uh, that leave no kind of question mark. And Prince album's always left a little bit of a question mark to be explored. And this, for me, leaves that question mark to be explored, um, which makes it an interesting release.
2: This, this one is a massive nearly for me because when it started up, it's the only one that gave me goosebumps. And then I, I, and I was like, oh, hello, we're gonna get some weird prints now. And then it doesn't really deliver on that. It, the goosebumps died away in 30 seconds and it seems a bit simple for what it is. And one way this really could have been helped is with a relatable lyric for me. <laughs> Good for Prince, he did whatever he wanted to do, but like, you know, you have this very sparse opening, it's arresting, it's dramatic. And then the lyrics are about, I do not know what. And like, when I compare that, the, the, as soon as I heard, as soon as this started up, I was thought, okay, here we go. I'm in anesthesia territory. Yeah. But then look at the first lines of anesthesia. Have you ever uh, been so lonely that you, you know, uh, have you ever, uh, you're just like, oh my God, that gets you. And then this one, it's like, okay, we're definitely on some weird numerical religious uh, a, a obscure thing that Prince found at the back of the back of, at the back of one of his readings. What? So it's it's a shame because I think actually if this was about something that I could understand, I think it would sell me because I like the musical picture that's being painted.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go through the lyrics with a fine tooth tooth, tooth comb on this one because. I, I kind of want to get the reference. I, I'm like kind of look at this this one. I'm musically invested enough to want to get the reference. Uh, I mean is totally different because it's it's clear yeah. as clear as uh, day. Clear as one as day. of his greatest first lines. Uh,
2: uh, of course. And a and yeah. a great lyric in, but yeah. again, um like way back home, just to, for for songs that give you the the chills <sighs> yeah. and the thrills and the spills. Actually, I think the lyric being something you can hear the humanity in is massively important. And this one had the potential to do that if it was about something that wasn't so arcane, in my opinion.
0: Mm. I, I, I wish I could say that it was, about whether it was or wasn't about something so arcane,
2: because- uh... but, but even the <laughs> fact that you can't tells you that, like, that yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't have that immediacy that you can relate to, but- no, but I was really I
3: might... hoping that like, someone would enlighten me <laughs> today like I was like gonna come on to this song when you were like okay Leah what do you think and I would be like I'm ready for you to enlighten me and I realize yeah. I am not on my own with this
2: <laughs> no nah, I mean good for good old prince just being prince but no idea mate sorry
3: I'm sure his point was to challenge though I'm sure he'd okay. have got you know a little bit of a kick that there's a lot of people going what I-
4: well do you want me to tell you what it's about oh yeah no chance. I've no idea. <laughs> no. Similarly, uh, I I don't know. I I again. I probably synergise with Andy a bit in this one. I at the beginning, I'm like, yeah, this is there's something. It's a a strange one. I can tell this is going to be a repeat. You know, I can. I think in six months' time, this will mean something completely different to me. Having listened to it and listened to it and listened to it, um, I wasn't. I wouldn't say I was disappointed with it. I thought it was fairly solid tune all the way through um but it sort of crescendos drops crescendos drops i quite like it as i say and and i'm not initially my my first hit as i always say is very much a musical hit rather than lyrical hit um but yeah it feels like there's a bit of a journey with this song for me uh but i i I like it
2: i I don't i don't think the lyric is ever going to open up because it's so obscure so but um and i but but again when you get the ma- and I'm a, I'm a, about music and lots of things in listening to music but I think when you get when you get intriguing music coupled with a lyric that you can put, you know that that can hit you in the feels as they say nowadays you get something truly powerful and that's why this is a nearly for me cuz I think he actually he actually needed to sell this one with a connection to the listener that isn't there because of the words
4: yeah,
2: I'd
0: go
2: with that. I
0: like. I just. I just. I, I. had to while you guys were talking. Done. Googled Rin Tin Tin because like I knew I'd heard the phrase before, and it, it was, was a, like a silent movie or a like dog that was yeah. found on World War One battlefield. Like, I, and it's like and I, asking the Lone Ranger Rin Tin Tin. is like
2: it's very odd. I. I did. Yeah. I, it's, I, I knew of the Hollywood dog, but that, what like does that shed? I um What's the subtitle of this 1010? I think fault suggests that it's a pun, Rin, Tin Tin, 1010, but that's as far as anyone's got with it.
0: Oh, it's a millennium before.
2: 2010,
0: because if this was recorded in 2010, 1010 is a millennium yeah. before.
2: Hadn't thought about that, that's right. And then, but then So why it's do- like,
0: what have we done in the last thousand years, you know, like, but destroy the earth and, you know, like, and create false false um, uh, rescue, like a the Lone Ranger, somebody else is coming to... I mean, that could be one interpretation.
2: Principal well, like, also said that it might have something to do with the angelic number 1010, but what the hell that means, I have no idea. I do not know what an angelic number is. It sounds very numerological to me.
0: Or could be a passage in the Bible. Yeah, or
2: it could 10, 10. be... Prince had too, Prince had too much Captain Crunch that morning, and it got to his head.
0: Yeah. Hang on, hang on,
2: hang on. yeah. Oh. <laughs> Let the record show that Paddy is showing us his brilliant yes heart, love, sexy tattoo, and yes. agreeing that Prince was off on a bit of a Captain Crunch sugar rush on this one.
3: <laughs> Captain, Captain and Prince. on that note, yep. we go on to. That's yes. where I did it.
2: Yeah. I did. Oh, is that why you were doing that? I see. Yes. Oh, God, come on. Oh, my God. I am so sorry. I got it, Taddy. <laughs> I, ha- I clearly have not had my plus sign today. Thank
4: either. you. <laughs> oh, you saved it there. You pulled it straight oh out of the jersey.
2: <laughs> I thank Prince for that one. This song is
4: brilliant. I love it. Wow. There you go. Wow. I love it Up- Upbeat. Um, it- 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 again, it's a li- little bit of an in-context oddity. Um But yeah, I, I, I really like it. Really like it. Um, don't know. Oh, I'm seeing some interesting faces here, so this is going to be good. I really do? don't Go on, Leah.
2: I, I think you're going to have to leave the room again, Paddy, for some time. Oh God, it's I. I
4: oh know. I'm sorry.
3: I really don't <laughs> like it.
2: Yay! Yeah, 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 yeah. I like it when you don't like stuff, Leah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're such a nice person, <laughs> and I, I, I just like to hear. I like to see the pain on your face as you criticise it.
3: No, I just because I always want to like it you know I I want to be able to rave about it but I don't know it feels to me oh god this is really bad it feels like someone's written a song for the first time
2: (laughs) that's great I don't
3: know I I don't know why I really dislike it so much normally I'm like oh it's not my cup of tea but there's something about this that I just uh, don't like I think the naivety of like, what, E, S.
2: Are you giving this a Y, E? No.
3: Exactly, exactly. I feel like, do you know what it might be? Like I did a music course at college and I feel like that was probably something I wrote on a notepad. Like that would be a brilliant song idea. Uh, see?
4: see, if I was one of those Prince fans, so you did a music course at college <laughs> and you think you could criticise a man who's released 39 albums hours- <laughs> I
2: I am closer to Leah than to Paddy on this and I don't think there's I don't think there's many stinkers on this album but this one's the top contender and along with Hot Summer um This one, for me, there is one song called Yes that Prince wrote that I like, and it's not this one. It's the Instrumental on the Family album. Yeah. Uh, this one sounds cold and unlovable to me and naive, and I totally, I think you've nailed it, Leah, with that. It's It sounds like a, yeah, yeah, it's, it sounds like a music student's attempt to do something for a show. I don't like it. Don't like it. Don't hate it, but I think I might. Almost
0: hate it. I think it sounds like no Graham's pressure, head- shows. Okay, I, for me, it sounds like Graham Central Station wrote a song for the Tweenies. <laughs> <laughs> right? Do you imagine like the Tweenies or, the, you know, like, you know, like some sort of kids program and it like, gra- yeah. and you know, Graham Central Station I- like thumping away in the background What but. Uh, and, or, and produced by 2010 era and, prints like on and the
2: that, yeah it sounds like a breakfast cereal advert well, that's just because i was talking about captain crunch
0: but i will say this i i, w- I wish this was the lo- uh, uh, this was in on 2010 instead of tonight i love everyone and everyone loves me i think this is like a better song in that vein uh it's just this weird vein, uh, and no more candy for you. And you know, this like these songs that just appeared. You know, I think it was because Prince was going on about like you know, you know, all all funk is in minor key, so we have to make funk major key to be different, and 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 that's a great thing. But sometimes you end up with this.
2: Well, so you know, no what? more
0: candy for you. And tonight, I love everyone, and everyone
2: loves me. Whereas. Back in the day, you ended up with pop life, hello.
0: Well, I, I, I just think this is a particular musical branch that kind of grew in the very, in in the 2010s and didn't grow and, for very long. And, and it
2: grew cold and unlovable. It's too.
0: three, uh, from what we know, it's three songs long. Yeah, And yeah. not a single one of those songs or one, like I, I'm very seldom do I say there's, you know, print songs I don't like. The former, the No More Candy and, and tonight I love everyone. I mean, yes, I don't dislike, I actually kind of find it quite fun, and and I can kind of put that aside. And I think of the three songs, this is the better attempt at that style. Because it's kind of like I, I feel like you know, like you know, the bit in Woodstock where you know in dance to the music, you know, in Woodstock when they're yeah, ding yeah. ding ding But it's kind of like if ding wing out ding ding you dance. <laughs> so it's kind of like that, and I get I actually think, like, on record this would have been, this is a kind of you know, like, I get it, it's an uncomfortable track. Uh, but I reckon this would have been a banger live. I actually think this would have been a great way to, end. you know oh, how he, anything he was... With that, anything with that snare, that snare bass approach at the beginning yeah. would work live, definitely. Yeah, like, this would, I'm telling <laughs> you, if, if he ended, you know how he was listening, he was doing the, um, uh, Doing the um sl- uh, the Sylvester cover, disco heat. Come with me to the mm. disco heat at the end of the 2010 shows. If he'd done this show in, in, in uh, instead in those those shows, it would have been great. I. Like, it would have been a great way to end the show. I would be I? happy.
3: There is a great way of this song. I just no, I
0: don't either.
2: I th- I think there is, got, I it's... think
0: I think on record isn't one of them. This I is
2: the. It's... This is the one that's got the descending P- uh, blues fill from Peach as well, isn't it? That's yeah, that's that's this song. It's so tired for me. I, it's rehash. It, I don't. I, re- I really don't like it.
0: On the record, no. But I can. I bet you any money, it was a banger to play in rehearsal. Do you know what I mean? Like it was like I can imagine playing this would have been so much fun and like no, and I'm the audience with, would have I'm been with, jumping around. I'm but, with
2: Leah. I can't imagine loving this song. Not. Maybe put some more minors back into it. Talking of positivity, how brilliant tra- How brilliant to name a track positivity and then to make it so slippery and minor. Yeah. That, that was where it was at for me. That's where you go to church for me. Oh, Not this yeah, one, I'm okay. sorry.
4: Yeah. yeah. I agree. With I, that. I know. Yeah, yeah. I, that, I know that's... I can't make you right.
2: It, it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> You're allowed, Paddy. You're allowed. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you.
0: I I see it as the best uh, the best of a bad three songs. But... I
4: think I what what the things about me and my tastes are. I'm not i f- I'm not I'm very much a f- again a fan of thin thin formulaic popisms in many ways. And I think this I think some, as you said with the like the the college course approach to writing a song. I sort of don't if it if it. I don't know if it locks with me. I really don't care. Um, I, if it, if it's,
2: got, yeah. If it locks, if it locks with me, I admire it. And then I, but I like things like Horny Toad because they're so simple yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and balls out. But I, they're, I've they're, had they're,
4: massive arguments with my saxophone player over this, um, Rod. He, he sort of hates disco, and I'm like, you fucking. I, I don't, my, I don't, you I love don't playing. I'm love like, you love. It's like you love playing sort of funky music but you don't like disco because it's too sweet and it's too pop i um, think like that, you, you like your funk so sort of
2: hard it's i'm like, not how can you not like disco it's i I, I i actually um largely don't like disco because it it brings a yeah. metric it it, it, it it like marries funk music with march music to me a metric metric uh, a different metric that takes the funk out of it for me but oh, anyway so that's a later era
0: disco later era <laughs> disco is different to like earlier yeah. disco there, there's a, a
2: there's some really remember. there's some really good disco stuff out oh, there don't get God, me wrong so but it's amazing it, i know i know it's a whole world and it, it's just but yeah. it's not my it's not my love i can yeah. relate to that shall we do this last one then guys
4: let's do it yeah what is it one day we'll all
2: be free is that just your link here? You're just going to say, it.
4: "Yeah, that's it. I thought that's all you." I'm sulking now. Is so that's all you get? Oh, <laughs> oh
2: dear! That, that God. And I couldn't think of anything. One day I mean, we will. One day
3: we may all be free of that song.
2: Oh. oh yes <laughs> oh dear it's just it's gone from bad to worse hasn't it guys sorry, Andy, sorry where
3: you when you said you like it when i don't like it because i'm a nice person
2: yeah yeah i i i i think th- i think that yes has corrupted you
3: <laughs> what do we all think of one day we'll all be free them
2: i i think the opposite of whatever you
4: think
0: oh <laughs>
3: I'm not playing anymore.
0: <laughs> wow, guys. Oh,
3: no. Yes okay. has
0: turned into no, obviously.
3: I think we should
0: start with this one.
3: <laughs> I love this track. Yes. I love it. I think it's a great closer um, for the album. I think it's perfectly positioned in the context of the rest of the album. Um, and again, it's kind of that gospel uplifting feel. I-, I really like it. I don't have a mega opinion on it, like particularly obsessed over it, but I like it.
4: All right. I have to That's say, it. pretty identical to you, actually, in this one. Um, yeah, huh. it fits It fits the last song of this sequence and set vibe, the whole thing. Um, but it, 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 un, I, I, I wrote a few notes and I'd put unspectacular but pleasant. So, again, mm. it kind of goes to the breezy place, perhaps not quite as strong a chorus as stuff like same page, different book. Mm. But, uh, yeah, it, it's a nice another solid album track.:
2: Quite like the chorus. it does a few th- th- it does a few uh, th- I think the verses as well, I can't quite remember them, but the chorus is a bit hooky and it, me- it takes a few unexpected note choices, I think. Mm. we'll be free. That's nice. that's quite down. That, that, that's quite subtle and nice. Um, I'm with everyone. On this so far it's it's solidly nice I think it's that I don't know what to say about it I quite I quite to I quite, quite to quite a lot enjoy it
3: indifferent but, Is- no, it's a, I, no I, I like it a bit
2: more than that but yeah I, I maybe it doesn't it, it it doesn't.
4: It, it feels like this one sums up the album for you a little bit, Andy. A,
2: a little bit, maybe. It, it, uh, mm, no, a, no, actually, this one where, uh, just to be contrary, no, um, no, I, I, no. It's a bit more open ended. It's got a bit more air in it, actually. It's just it's hard to say after this song's gone finished what just happened. You can't quite remember the shape of it.
0: I just know I feel good after it's played. Oh, that's uh, good. Like. Again, I like. There's no kind of. It's not like check the record where you know, like like <laughs> that. That hook is like spinning around my brain, or you know, yeah. it's not like, you know, it's not like same page, different book, where the groove is kind of still uh-huh. in me. It's not like whether Welcome to America, whether the lyrics I'm still thinking of, or 2010, where I'm uh, sorry, 1010, yeah, yeah. uh, Rinton 10, 10, where I'm still thinking of the lyrics. Uh-huh. This it's got none of those, but. By the time it's finished, it's, you know, like it's taken a gulp full of air or something. It's like, you know, like a marshmallow or something. It's like, it's it's mm. so light, but afterwards I feel really satisfied by it. And I don't know why. This sounds like a whole
2: different podcast. This sounds very erotic. Oh. (laughs) I
0: find this. (laughs) (laughs) I find this track very... Very,
2: no, 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 oh, no, 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 no very
0: no, no, no. satisfied. I'm satisfied by this album.
2: <laughs> no, 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 no. I feel completed no, no. by this album. When I've played this album, I want to flip
4: it over <laughs> no, no, no. because it has a very happy
0: ending. No, yeah, this oh. uh, this album has a happy. <laughs> no, yeah, you know, like, I, 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 yeah, like. It's got I, I agree with everyone in that it's kind of like it just kind of starts, it goes along and it finishes. But it's like a pleasant stroll down a summer street. Like you know what it's it's kind of featureless. It's just a nice experience featureless. You feel better
2: for it. You know what? It's got some nice it's got some nice colours to it, uh, musically that remind me of Circle of the actually.
3: Yeah, so, or sort
0: of strolling, you know, like, you know, where it's just kind
3: of like starts and whoa, bounces. that's a big step. Strolling is a banger.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh, I yeah. Love strolling. I, no, Actually, I maybe not strolling because that guitar solo alone is great.
2: It's no, just no, got I that mean, easy, breezy. easy. Yeah, it's got that easy, breezy, laid back feel of Circle of a Moor, though I think Circle of a Moor tramples it. Well uh, Str-
0: Circle of the Moor has got a really noticeable narrative right uh, yeah and a and, really strong
2: melody actually yeah and
0: and and Strolling has some class guitar work
2: um but like this is this, this doesn't take your ear in the way that either of those songs do
0: no but this but this is uh, um this is a guy appro- you know this is a guy approaching his 60s kind of just having a re- having the re- relaxation of you know achieving everything he's achieved kind of just not having anything to prove just playing and and i and there's something
2: are you saying this is like prince after a good bowel movement or something
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just some, <laughs> something well, I oh, I he, oh i don't, I, didn't, I, don't th- I don't think he i don't think he ate enough to have one of those but like <laughs> but um so ser- like um yeah I just feel really light and good after it I don't know if it's because it's that song or because of the whole album has made me feel that way because I actually haven't been skipping tracks if i've put if if I've been putting it on I've been putting it on start to finish like commute to work uh-huh. just like having a walk so I don't know if I feel the satisfaction of listening to a whole new prince album after uh, or if it's just this song gives me that feeling but I know I felt other things during the during the play but it's i i feel better for that song but i can't tell you why it's
2: a really strange one fair enough it's a
4: logical puzzle piece at the end i think it's a it's like um i can't remember who it was beethoven and mozart running downstairs to play the augmented chord at the end to finalize the sequence or what have you it's sort of as that thing right so we've been through the tracks my, I think there's a couple, of, a couple of questions. Oh, have I cut Anna on? Has everybody had their say or have I cut anybody off? I know
0: no, that I was, we that that oh, We've all had it so, on all tracks.
4: Hi, a little bit of a hypothetical here. So it had, we'll say 2010, not been given away on the Daily Mail. And this had been released at the time, obviously with him being around as a commercial album and everything that that entails. And then he would, and then, toured insofar as he was touring the greatest hits and he'd play three or four or five of these songs live. How do you think it would have done and how do you think it would have been perceived at the time in a pre-Trump era, you know, pre-Floyd event? Um, those ca- how how do you think it would have, have landed and been thought about it as depends. an album as part of his work?
0: If it was just a standard release and not with... the uh... You know, not as the cover mount. I think it would have just flown completely under the radar. And I don't think it would have given him half the attention just because he was around, and it hasn't got the poignance of being the first unreleased work from someone. But yeah. Also, in some ways, yeah. I mean, it it wasn't it, it it wouldn't have been presented as part of the zeitgeist at the time. You know, this is like pre, you know, like I don't know how to express it it wasn't it wasn't quite as fraught an era in my mind anyway
3: i, I, think, I think it had been received quite similar to the rainbow children in that people would have heard prince talking about a lot of stuff that they would think is irrelevant to them at that oh. point in time um And I think it wouldn't have been promoted the same way. So now it's very much being talked about as political commentary and someone ahead of his time, someone who, you know, almost like it was destined to be in the vault until now. It was waiting for its moment. It wouldn't have the same hype.
2: I think the key word is promotion and hype there because, you know, it's not that political. It's not that insightful. It's not, you know, yeah, it marries up to some stuff, but it doesn't. It, it, it's not like, oh my god, a blast from eleven years ago. Prince had this absolute, um, you know. Prince saw
3: the future, and it will be. Yeah, yeah.
2: It wasn't. It's not a magic bullet that goes right to the heart of anything. I got
4: that, Leah. Don't we?
3: Thanks. I,
2: she finally uh, got to talk about Batman. <laughs> yay! <laughs> um, I, I think, I think, if it had come out at the time, as Chopin says, it would have just been at that point in Prince's career, mostly it was, you know, he was a big cult artist at that point. Everyone knew who he was, but only a few people, relatively speaking, bought every Prince album, and listen to it. The music press would have said another competent yet unremarkable album from Prince, and that's all, all that would have happened. All of the
3: reviews would have said um, Prince's comeback. That's what they would have all said, because most the general public was generally unaware he that he was still making music. Everyone was I like, boring, be, but... "I
2: don't, I don't think they would have even said that." i for. I think it would have just been a, a, another album from Prince. Yeah. When's he going to really thrill us again? But. Yeah, it 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 it, it, it plays yeah. differently now. It's I don't I I don't buy that it's you know this this isn't a sign of the times for twenty twenty one or anything of the sort. But it's certainly but again that there's a things, lot. Sorry,
0: when you hear those things as a fan, do you ever expect them? I mean, no, not to at, be at quite all. Be honest, I think I think if you if you're a fan, you know what was you pretty much know what was being created around that time or the style of stuff. I mean, there's there's no great surprises but i i guess the surprise is just that he really did have that much amount and 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 it's and for me i think it is that amount of quality work i think you can still at least say that maybe it's not genius but he, he still had
2: that just that much quality work to
0: just pick from is just
2: there's so much to think, uh, even on like what I have been describing quite consistently as somewhat pedestrian or middle of the road by Prince's standards, it still opens up so, so many new thoughts and ways of thinking about his oeuvre. He's just absolutely, I cannot get this man out of my head. I never will. This is always interesting to me. And there's a, a lot to talk about on this album, as there really is with anything when you get down to it. Yeah. Well, you know, from Prince's canon.
0: I'm glad this has been released. Um, Am I instantly in love with every track and think it's the next replacement for Sign of the Times or whatever? No, but I I wasn't expecting it. And what I was expecting was an interesting, competent album of of just stuff, of, of... And that I got exactly what I wanted and and I got a couple of bangers. I got some tracks that I'd never heard before. I got some tracks that I did hear before and I got them in good quality. So that kind of completes the thing for me that of all of that kind of, there is like literally Flotsam and Jetsam across his internet releases of really great tracks that just have no home. And this is kind of part of the just streaming his albums and, you know, Like, even in terms of kind of streaming, his legacy still isn't solidified because there's this entire world of music that just isn't available. And this brings two of those tracks, Hot Summer and Same Page, Different Book, back in and contextualizes them. And in a way that I didn't even appreciate because I hadn't heard them in the context of, I would never have even put them on the same album like I knew both songs existed I would never have thought that they came from the same era or the same album this kind of it's this does a great job of contextualizing his creativity what was going on uh, how things worked around that time um, and that's everything that a posthumous or a vault track can do that's you're not trying to tell people uh, like show the next big work what you're trying to do is put the life's working context, and like, like the deluxe editions, this does that quite beautifully, I think.
2: I gotta say, that was a really good speech, I, I will. I may play that to myself over and over when I need that. Was no, I'm not even kidding, that was absolutely perfectly put.
3: I think for me, I almost feel cheeky critiquing any of it because I'm like, we weren't meant to hear it, he didn't put it out so we're critiquing something he never put out for us to critique it's like someone judging your tea making for a copy you made for yourself it's
4: i'd love to you know i'd love to know the truth of the intent as we all would and it's a massive question there was a clip where shelby was talking to some reporter and she made an offhand comment which i felt was probably more more salient because it was an offhand comment the way uh-huh. she said it but she said oh no prince just said you know all that stuff's in the in the vault and somebody's going to hear it someday. And it did, and it wasn't as somebody's going to hear it someday because I'm going to be releasing it. It was somebody's going to hear it someday because someday I'm not going to be here was definitely the, the context of that statement, the way I heard it said. So I, Maurice, I, I wouldn't feel too uh, Hayes, bad about it in a sense.
3: Yeah. Morris Hayes said a very similar thing on a live he did on Instagram saying that, I don't know at which point in, Prince's career. This um, was said to Morris, but he said that Prince, when talking about the vault, he said, "Oh, the vault's for my kids. That's what I leave my kids. That's that's their business." And that was kind of a comment that he made to to Murray. So again, it's talking about, well, that's in someone else's hands, or it will be seen, it will be released. That's their money. They're like, you know, so it. And there's been interviews where he's mentioned it himself, where he's gone, "Oh, it will be released by someone at some point."
2: I mean, I just can't. If, if there's a Prince fan out there who has literally not wanted to listen to anything posthumously released, then fair play to them. You don't have to listen to any of this. Absolutely. I um. I will yeah. never. I will never do anything other than listen to as much Prince as I can get from whatever source, and always want more. That's me. It's I. I don't. I don't know how to go on from there.
4: Well, my, my last thing for this is, and I find myself against the tide a little bit here as well. So got, that question that I asked, I was curious to see what people thought. I, for, for for a bunch of, again, counterintuitive reasons for me, I think this might have sold and gone down a little bit better than, than we could have thought. There is something about, and it's almost, oh God, and it's almost because there is sort of a, a slightly safe blandness about it in the mm-hmm. context of there's nothing too challenging. It sits as a sequence. If I go back to 2010, a lot of the stuff that was in the charts, I don't know. I hate to generalize in a way, but sort of general R&B, R&B radio play, what you might put on in the car, that the thing that it probably would have lacked to kick people over the edge to actually start buying it would be one killer single. single. And there isn't a killer single on it, but had it been cleverly marketed and say the three best songs, whatever they may be, went out, Mm. I think this could have been a a fairly strong selling album Mm. that the non-hard Prince community could have bought in big numbers over a reasonable period of time, I think it would have gathered a, uh, like a Rolling Stone gathering a bit of moss. I, really, mm. I really, I
0: really do. I really so do. imagine I born to them. die on Magic FM, like
4: a
2: kind
0: thing,
4: like
2: a classy elder statesman release.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That has
4: yeah, sort of thing. I, I really, I think that's been my ang- angle with it as I've come to like it.
2: That's interesting. I think that that makes it feel a bit more like. What Musicology managed to achieve through by Hooker by, well, by Crook? The, the album that I would hold closest to this is Musicology. musicology. Yeah. Because
4: Musicology holds a really weird place for me because I don't think that that is a mega strong album. It has a kick-ass, a particularly kick-ass song on it. And I, again, it's like anything else. I'm like you, Andy. I, I, I want to listen to everything and there's nothing I...
0: I don't is that your way of hinting like... that you want to do Musicology next on this?
4: Oh, come on, we've got a bloody million things queued up. Let's just do one a month and have done and get through them <laughs> is what I want to do, but again... I,
2: what? what yeah. By the way, what is your killer song on Musicology? Is it Musicology? It is Musicology. Yeah, yeah, it's a great song, isn't it? Absolutely banging. Mm. Um, oh, great song. But yeah, so yeah,
4: very interesting, very interesting. But I, I think this would have been a little... Co- a slow building, easy access for the... For the general well, public, um, commercial success. You really make
2: think. you make a good point, and I will say that the some of the things I don't like about it play into that. Like for me, it's very polite and restrained by Prince's standards. But you're right; it could have it it could have, it could have got people comfortable with Prince.
4: I, I think so, and but, I think whilst a lot of what is said for me is a bit ham-fisted. Again, my opinion the political the way that the political or um hyperbole headline stuff is sort of boom yeah, boom yeah. a little bit, and I do prefer the insinuation and the slyness and the slightly more um wit attached to some of his nuanced stuff in in the mm-hmm. past but but I just think that you know there's no that that kind of stuff will would still chime with people it's an It's another thing that I think would probably in the context of the music as well, would have probably been accepted a little bit, uh, would have been accepted quite easily and would have helped to sell it rather than stopped it selling in mm. the context mm. of the whole. Um, so yeah, fa- a fascinating, fascinating release this for me. I, I, agree. Was, I was not looking forward to right at the beginning when they announced what it was, I was probably sat there going, Oh, I wish they'd have done something a bit different, but we'll see what it's like. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know and then i end up buying vinyl i'll never play for the sake of a <laughs> a nice presentation and the blu-ray and and i i've se- and, and i've sat you can do here. the
0: blu-ray separately because i don't think we're like, the yeah. my that.
4: daughter my daughter came around today and and she she watched Chopin's video with me <laughs> and she wanted to have a look at it and she was looking i thought well you know, my daughter's quite like Is, this the, is this
2: the pole dancing video that we were alluding to earlier or a different one?
4: <laughs> no, no. The unwrapping, definitely. But, well, uh, that, that is uh, Molly unwrapping. came in and said, oh, can I, <laughs> she said, can I have a look? You know, she, she opened it all up, took everything out, had a look, was asking questions. Oh, that's and, nice. Uh, and I was just like, yeah. It, I, and it, it has something to do with that. I don't know, something to do with that as a whole
2: do you know what that, that you, one last thought on that right which just occurred to me out of the blue that they included a ticket stub and or a ticket and uh, a set list i wonder if that had anything to do with the last year and a half we've all been through where it was like we want to just what give- a lovely thought but, yeah. but, like, but, but no it, it's it's quite a clever thought like just getting giving people a connection with that world again because yeah. I just, and that and also what made me think about it is how much you emoted off that set list when you opened the box show you yeah, did as was, well yeah
0: I, I was shocked because I I knew that was in there and I was I just was I wasn't expecting to feel anything from it but once I opened it up and saw it it was just like it was like literally, like you see in the movies, like the like wavy lines, and then all of a sudden, and you know, like, and and you were there, and you were there, you know, yeah, like at the yeah, end yeah. of, of Us, like, and and to be quite honest, I had thoughts of all of you, all, you know, all of you at different gigs, and it was, and it was like
2: oh this is ended it started off as a scrap and it's ended as a cuddle fest Uh, why
0: let's just see live with you guys again i want to go to parties (laughs) it it, will get there
4: we'll get there well the the blu-ray was a little bit of a of a thing i suppose granted the whole other thing about packaging what have you and how much the (laughs) the the blu-ray all of that was so nice to see and i think you know like It it was relevant because it's the name of the tour and then the album and all that kind of thing. Um, But it's funny watching it. The thing that struck me was um, how sort of happy he looked. And and, and just...
2: Uh, Well, uh, let me give you one last thought on that, right? If they really want to build up Prince and keep that legacy going, 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 why the hell not? Because these things aren't expensive, really, when you're doing them en masse why not bring out a CD and Blu-ray for 16 quid and get people That's to crazy. hear that new, get people who don't know Prince to hear that album, to watch him doing a bunch of his old and diverse stuff live and to yeah. go, oh my God, I want to go and explore this catalogue now. Yeah. You
3: know what I'd love for them to do as well? We, because of the year we've had, we've not had an opportunity to do it. But like with Musicology, with the concert cinema streams, and I know they've done the same with Bowie. Can you imagine if, like, with this Blu-ray yeah. release, if they'd have said, "For one night only, mm. all around the world, you can buy tickets to go to the cinema and watch this." Go, go and see the. Lawyer. Go
2: and see this guy that you've heard about that is never out of the public imagination quite.
0: Well, Prince did that with the musicology tour. He did exactly. he, like that is something that he's actually done himself. Uh, yeah you get a live cast well, so i think that that's perfect i think more so than cds and and, and blu-rays which yeah, again yeah, is yeah. actually if we're talking about young generation they're streaming everything they're not buying that stuff true, true. um uh but you know what if you get them into streaming the albums which is one revenue source, what they do buy is t-shirts <laughs> do you know what i mean <laughs> you walk just, down they'll, just, they'll, they'll wear t-shirts of people just, people even into i
2: think i'm saying just get them expose them to print don't don't make things like the dvd the province of 150 pound sets
0: absolutely yeah
2: i think that there is stuff
0: that there's stuff that are literally for 150 pound sets i think if i mean i would gladly if the dimes and pearls um when it, Don't when it say becomes, it out loud, you'll do it. Super Deluxe Edition. If they included just a full... You know, one of those sound checks to the tours. Like, the, where they're checking the cameras and everything. And just the, just the new MPG jamming. Like, there are some... Oh, yeah. There they're, of, they're... of that. And actually, that that's as good as the show. Of just watching Prince, like, lead his band through rehearsals for probably songs that get recorded on the next album. But that is that's the stuff that, you know, that's stuff that I would pay,
2: you know, like... We'd all pay for that stuff. I I, I, I I, I remember
3: being stood outside the Manchester small club shows, like the two Manchester shows, and we could hear him sound checking from outside in the queues and i was i you had the ticket queue and the non ticket queue and i was walking between them both because i did have a ticket but i was bouncing got yeah, the sharpie yeah. out i had my number on i could yeah. move around um, <laughs> and i remember going to the non ticket queue and it was right by kind of the other wall from the stage and everyone was just having a meltdown going you can hear him you can hear him <laughs> and people were listening harder than they were in the actual show because yeah. it's like we're not meant to hear this this is brilliant. this is the stuff we shouldn't hear
0: I remember the first night of the Twenty One Nights in London. It was me and Gareth. Uh, uh, we couldn't wait for the show. We 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 would just had to be at the O2, Ooh. like because uh, it was the first of this big summer that we were going to have of Prince and we big uh, summer, big summer. <laughs> Uh, uh, but we we found a spot where we could hear... There was just the two of us sitting there by a door where we could hear the band uh, playing Planet Earth. And he'd never played it live before. This was the first time. We saw. And we were just sat there listening to this live rendition of Planet Earth that no one had ever heard live before. And we were just sat there like this this alone is amazing let alone going to the actual show itself there's the kind of bonding thing around the, there's some special moments around that kind of stuff sound hey I, it's
4: like i said on the batman thing turned up at um my, my first tour as the new tour and i heard him echoing through the wall um first of all i heard the windows cry loop and then heard his voice and that just i was like religious experience whoa mm. Yeah, no, I can completely relate to that. Completely,
2: same, same, same. Yeah.
0: Okay, I think we're we've been talking about this quite a while now, and I think we've covered the album and some quite emotional stuff that it that uh, that it makes us feel. You know, like that the, a new reprints release. It gives. I don't know about you guys, but it gives me it gives me an exciting feeling, but a different kind of exciting feeling. It's a it's a kind of
3: when uh, Prince brought out an album when he was alive, I couldn't wait for the future. I was always thinking about the tour that's coming, what else comes from this, yeah. whereas now I hear the album and I think about the past and all the things it reminds me of and all of the memories and feelings that it emotes now.
0: Yeah, And it's, it's interesting to have that change in focus on an artist and but I'm still here for it because it's 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 just like waiting for the next thing is 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 just as interesting as looking back. Uh, um, but I've I've loved the experience of listening to this album and listening to something new, especially something you know, just just proof in the pudding that he could create an album and just go, yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> Okay, guys. Well, thank you for coming on for this one, and I, I've I've loved this chat, and I've loved like experiencing a new album with you all. You know, like something we've n- neither of us, none of us, have really kind of discussed face to face before now. So that's been a really interesting take, and I'll see you again for the next one, whichever one we'll decide.
1: Mm. <laughs>